Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. From the Windy City to your city, courtside, the matchup you've been waiting for. A field of dreams for some and a long ride home for others. Sounding so good through the air, it's like you're right there. Folks, you want the score? People, she's got your game. It's the Maya Kai Show featuring comedian Nikki Braden. She is pretty funny with your host, Maya Kai. Radio never looks so good. You're tuned in to Maya Kai Show Unplugged featuring comedian Nikki Braden. Of course, our sole purpose to help you kick your morning up to midday. Okay, if you missed Wednesday's show, you missed a really good show. Would you not say that, Nikki? I, I mean, I always listen to our shows, but Wednesday mm-hmm. might be my, like, top cue of this excellent show from callers to content, good stuff. I think this is going to be a fantastic follow-up, to say the least. So, as always, as you know, how the show kicks off, we kick off with what's trending, those hot topics and headlines that may have a national, um, mostly local focus. And occasionally we go international, not, not this time we won't. And then um, we'll mash up some more headlines. And close out the first hour with point of view. And these are really two interesting perspectives that really deal with, I don't want to say feminism, but they're women-focused topics that are very hot topics. So we'll do that. Okay. And then we'll kick off that second hour. Obviously, we get into the fringe, say what, and then, of course, it's the cream of the crop. So and I like your topic today for sure. I was like, this is right up my alley. So very yeah. good, especially since um, I've been doing a green smoothie cleanse for the last week. So your topic, I was like, okay, I'm hungry like right now. Oh. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. With that being said, you can always call in, join the conversation, 310-807-5211. If social media is more of your comfort zone, I understand. You can't call in the chat with your girls. I get it. You can always find me on Facebook and Twitter at the Maya Kai Show. Nikki, if they would like to connect with you, where can they find you? I am Nikki Brayton on Facebook and Twitter, the Nikki Brayton on Instagram. The chat room is wide open. Happy Friday, and do not answer your phones if I call you because I'm getting everybody today. Everybody is getting got today. 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 This is amazing. This is like comics Christmas today. It is comedians April Christmas today, and I'm oh, knocking people off April the list. 1st. Oh, I'm just scratching April them off there. So don't answer. Don't answer if but I call you. Got, you're I almost got got for one moment today when I was in my car this morning, and then I'm like, oh, that's right. Today is April Fool's Day. Um, when somebody was trying to say that Trader, all the Trader Joes were closing, and I was like, what? Yeah. I'm like, oh wait, today's April first. They almost got me. They almost got <laughs> I me. Got and I got pulled it back in. <laughs> all right, so let's be consistent. It's April first. Okay. We are still celebrating Aries, which goes from March 21st to April 19th. So what is in store for Aries today? Okay, I don't know. Oh, an unrelenting influx of new information from multiple directions entices you to change your mind today. However, the most critical things you learn now don't necessarily arrive through regular communication channels. You might think you're being offered a direct connection to the center of the cosmos, but creative juice is really originating with your own imagination. Write down as many ideas as you can, for they hold the seeds to the next phase of your personal growth. All right, there you go. So... 
I, I don't think I'd like to be born on April Fool's Day because I'm like, is your whole life I, supposed to be a joke? <laughs> Not yeah. to see me. Are there any good birthdays today? Anybody celebrating it? It's like, okay, that's a good person to share a birthday with. Not really. Randy Orton, he's a wrestler. Susan Boyle, remember that singer that went, like, everybody was like, she's ugly, but she can sing. She's 55 today. Debbie Did Reynolds you say is she's 84. ugly, but she can sing? That's what everybody <laughs> was saying. I didn't that say it. Me. That's what everybody said. She was not Debbie Reynolds is 84. Woman, but she did have she did have an angelic voice for sure. She yes. had a beautiful voice. Yes. She did. She did. She was um she was British, if I remember correctly. No, I know yes. who she is. All right. Yes. All right, yeah. Okay, but let me say this. There isn't really any fantastic birthdays today, but I want to say something tomorrow. Tomorrow, because we will not be on, I'm just gonna go ahead and do it early. Tomorrow is Marvin Gaye's birthday. So I want to say oh, is happy it? birthday. Yes, Marvin Gaye. Oh, Marvin. A good person to share a birthday with. Not to mention there's a very wonderful woman as a friend we have, Renita Austin's birthday. Yeah, she's already started celebrating in the true Aries form. Uh, so uh, and, and see her every tonight. day she keeps yes. coming up with an invite every day. I was like, I'm not going to anything else. Okay. No, it's enough. But you know what? <laughs> We're kicking it off tonight. We're going to see Slick Rick, so that's going to be kind of yes. fun. I'm looking forward to that. So, yes. you know, happy birthday to you if you happen to have a birthday today or over the weekend. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into what's trending. All right, so we kind of set the stage that. Chicago Teachers Union was going to start going to do their one-day strike, which I'm still kind of looking at this like I'm, I'm not quite sure what the benefit of this is. So let's sure. take a listen because the strike actually went on today at 6.30 in the morning when it kicked off. Let's listen as WGN News Chicago Channel 9 started talking about what to expect and what was going to kind of unfold with the Chicago Teachers Union strike. Good morning, you guys. Union teachers will be joined by activists here at Harlan High to begin picketing in about an hour. Like all CPS schools, though, it is going to be open later. The school CEO says teachers who want to cross the line will be welcome. All others will not be paid for today. Now, with the overwhelming majority, though, of the union's 27 thousand members expected to be part of the picketing and day of action throughout the district. CPS and parents have been in action making contingency plans. More than 250 sites are ready to serve families in need of child care. They include schools, city libraries, and park district buildings. And all day today, the CTA is offering free rides for students. They merely need to show a CPS ID. Meantime, the duties of hundreds of city employees are being shifted today to cover the contingency sites. Though school CEO Forrest Claypool expects that many families will exercise other child care options today, the district options are there for them too. If you are a CPS family and you need a safe place for your children, our schools, parks, libraries, and safe haven churches are ready. Now, Claypool says with the loss of a full day of instruction in the classrooms, the district maintains today's CTU action is an illegal wildcat strike. CPS is expected to outline its legal course of action later today, though the district says striking teachers will not 
be disciplined. You can find a full list of the contingency sites at our website, WGNTV.com. Now, despite everything, negotiations are ongoing between CPS and CTU. In fact, both sides will be back at the bargaining table on Monday. That is the latest live from Roseland, Nancy Lou, WGN News. Yeah, Nancy, a lot going on. All right, on. that was Here's WGN News Channel 9 here in Chicago reporting on the Chicago Teachers Union strike, which we all knew, knew to date. See, here, tell me, Nikki, how something is effective. If I tell you on this day, I'm not coming to work, does it really have the same type of, let's say, impact? as if we decided on a secret day and didn't tell you what it was and didn't show up. Now, isn't that more of an inconvenience than I'm going to give you time so. to coordinate with, you know, the park district and all this other stuff? Sure. I'm confused on what, what exactly you're, you're achieving because ultimately this was like a day off is what it was. And it was That's planned. I so, really said, I'm like, you could have did the same this. thing on MLK Day. You could have had the same exact on MLK Day, just pick the day that it was a vacation day. You understand what I mean? I'm like, I, don't, I never got it, and I don't understand I – mean, the one-day thing. It's just confusing to me. Like, I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. you were attempting to send a message, then to me you would not say the day the strike was going to be. Yeah. You might throw out some random dates. I mean, to kind of – I mean, keeping something like the secretive is difficult because what is there, something like 27,000 people that fall under this umbrella with Chicago Teachers Union? So I get it. It would be mm-hmm. kind of hard to coordinate total, you know, secrecy about it. But to me, if you want to send a message, you don't allow for Chicago public schools to plan for you not to be there. So I, I, don't, right. I don't get how this solves anything, and I guess there can be legal ramifications for this action for them. Now, no one's going to be, like, suspended or anything like that, but I guess they can have issues. They have not been able to resolve anything since June 30th of last year. They've been acting on a contract if they keep going for almost an entire school year. They need to figure this mm-hmm. out because Chicago is the nation's third largest school district with more than 400,000 students. This is not yeah. to be messed with. They really need to remedy this. So, I, I mean, I don't know what all their demands are. I'm to the point, honestly, where I really don't care. All I know, it's about the kids, and Chicago doesn't necessarily have the best school system to begin with. No. So I'm just kind of disappointed that for some reason this gridlock is still happening, and no one feels the need to get past it. It's really unfortunate. So that's going on, but as it stands for the kids, guess what? It's spring. Not a sunny day, but it's not too bad outside. So you're out, you get free transportation around the city. I don't know how this is a bad deal. Yeah, that's what we need. I don't know how this is a bad deal. Kids running around for free all day. Oh, God. No, I know. Okay, I'm you staying know. in the house. No. Just keep the kids safe and make sure they're going to be all right is all that matters. All right, another story. This is so interesting. See, now this this could be a side-eye conversation. So we yes. talked about Chicago State on Wednesday. We had Jason Coyne and Palmer on the show, who's a freelance writer for the Chicago Crusader, who was talking about what was going on with Chicago State. So part of it was they already had been given notice that possible layoffs were coming, and then they were told that they had to start to turn into their keys to the facility. So that was faculty, staff, students, anybody who had keys that worked for the university. Now for us only to hear they're kind of backtracking on this and saying, no, 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 no. There was clearly a misunderstanding. We didn't need keys right now, but we're starting to do an inventory of where keys are. So as we prepare for potential layoffs come April 30th, We'll know what keys we have to get from people. They're looking for master keys, special lock keys, and things like that. Well, here's my first question. Don't you know where your keys are at already? I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. You got a bunch of keys out and you don't know where they are? That doesn't make any sense to me. But see, here's what I think this is. I think this is, wait a minute. 
we're still telling students they can enroll for the summer and fall semester. So wait a minute, mm -hmm. aren't we sending the wrong message if we tell administrators and faculty and staff turn to turn in their, their keys. keys in? So now Correct. we're sending like, you know, a double message to people like, hey, we're, you can still register, but um, no one has keys to actually come to the building to work. And they already said that their budget can only go until April 30th with the school semester ending on April 28th. Like, right. See, this right here shows okay. when people are not organized, this shows a lack of organization right here. And see, my whole right thing, here. I don't even want to go to Chicago State now. You guys can't even get together on how to turn in a set of keys and the message. You don't even have that in order. I don't even want to go now. Whoever's behind, I don't even want to go to this school now. This is ridiculous. You understand what I mean? You should have everything in place and set to go. This has been um, so tumultuous for students and faculty and everything and a back and forth and trying to keep the doors open and you, the last ditch effort, you, it couldn't be done. So now you have to close and now you have to backtrack and find, this is too much. Just, it's too somebody much. They need to just close the doors and let it go and it's done. It's done. To have an honest conversation about, look, what's going to be the contingency if we can keep our doors open is going to be if the state resolve their budget issues and those dollars are relate are released to state, you know, state funded educational institutions. That's it. But as we yes. can tell right now, there is not by within thirty days, I don't see that being resolved. And if that's going to be the only resolution that helps them to keep their doors open, then let's be honest and just tell people, here's what this comes down to. Um, I, I get why they're probably moving forward with doing registration because I guess there's a, there's a prayer that they're going to be open, but I think anybody who really understands what's going on, you should be registering at another school at least for summer to keep your yes. education going and to move forward. The whole thing is just right here, but that just seems like such disorganization to me, and it just shows yes. now I'm questioning, is the right leadership really in place to make this move? No. And it doesn't look like that. It doesn't. No. At all. That's no. why I was like, I, I don't even want to go forces. here now. You guys don't even get it. Yeah, I don't even want to go here. Your leadership skills are horrible. Another story that's trending and has caused quite the outrage for many people. So as we know, the Laquan McDonald case is the hot topic on the table in regards to the Chicago Police Department, the mayor, as well as the Cook County State's Attorney's Office. That had a huge impact, obviously, on Anita Alvarez not being able to get mm -hmm. reelected. People, people stood behind their convictions. Like, we're going after everybody we felt who was irresponsible. But understand, this is a pyramid, and you didn't even get to the top of it. You really kind of got people that were expendable. So, you know, right. former chief superintendent of the police department, Gary McCarthy, you know, he resigns. So Anita Alvarez cannot get reelected. But you still have a lot of people in place from mayor to alderman to obviously the city of Chicago or Cook County, the attorney for them. So there's a lot of people still in place that have influence. So with that being said, Jason Van Dyke, who is the officer right now, who is under, obviously, charges are against him. There's, a, there's a, an investigation going on in regards to it isn't so much um, – it, it's more about the excessive amount of force in Laquan McDonald being shot 16 times and he was unarmed. So remember, he's gone to court a couple times. He's expressed that he's afraid for his life, um, assuming that he's gotten death threats and things like that. But moreover, he also has – kind of fallen to the back of the wayside and, you know, obviously he was, you know, not just suspended but let go from the Chicago Police Department. Well, now it's coming out from people that the Fraternal Order of Police in Chicago have hired Jason Van Dyke about three weeks ago, so this is now kind of starting to come out, as a janitor for them. So he's not a police officer. 
which means there's no income for him because obviously he's on he's under investigation for murder. So it's now going into that he is being investigated, can no longer be a Chicago police, but yet, you know, the Fraternal Order of Police have already thrown their hat into the ring and discussing things such as, um, you know, the investigation wasn't done properly, his rights were violated. I mean, they're going to advocate for him one way or the other. They, they really are. They're going to advocate for him. So a lot of people are absolutely outraged at this point of time that he had the audacity to actually have the ability to be hired by the Fraternal Order of Police. I think one thing that people have to understand by now, they have to accept, they have to understand that the Fraternal Order of Police are all about doing what is best for the officer until it's out of their control. They're never, they were never designed to advocate for citizens. It's all about what's best for police officers, whether they are right or wrong in their actions. So it's called the Fraternal Order of Police for a reason, because it's about the brotherhood. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. So I'm not shocked by this. Um, people can be angry and, you know, they can be like, how could they possibly do this? Um, why would you support him? Because that's exactly what they're going to do. They are going to support him no matter what. So I don't think that people should be in shock and all about this um, and be like, I can't believe that they would do something like this. But here's what's interesting. So Jason Van Dyke is able to still get an income. He's still being supported by the Fraternal Order of Police, which is not going to change for him. It's not. It's not going to change. It's nothing new. This is what it is with him. But what I think people need to understand is the FOP is never going to be in your, in your circle. They're never going to be about citizens. So that's the first thing you really have to accept and acknowledge with this situation. Don't be surprised by anything they do for him because that is what they are here for. They're not here for citizens. They're here for the police. So until there's an end to this, without a doubt, they're always going to be supportive of any police officer who is being questioned or being looked at as not having the correct, correct behavior. So to be honest, Nikki, I am not shocked that they have gone this far to make sure he has some form of income at all, like at all. I, I don't think it's fair. I don't, I don't think it's fair. Um, I don't know. It's I feel, but this, but this is what they do. This is what unions, the Fraternal Order of Police is a police union. So unions always advocate for people that are their members. So never expect that they're ever going to do anything that's in the best interest of citizens. That's not how they operate, like at all. That's not the way it yeah. works for them at all. And so I'm not shocked by I don't this. understand why he just can't be fired. I mean, if you be, this is. This is not one of those things where it's a fine line where maybe it's some investigation that needs to be. I mean, everybody saw what happened. You should no longer have a job, and you should no longer be the responsibility of the Chicago Fraternal Order of Police. You're done. It's a union, and it's never going to change. And I need for people to understand they are going to advocate for him until they cannot do any more right, wrong, or indifferent. They are not going Mm -hmm. to abandon him. Now, on the flip side of that, what's really interesting is what I would like to know is you have the situation with the Park Forest officer, if you recall this, Mm -hmm. like on March 19th, um, he was um, responding to a late-night call of a potential break-in at an abandoned home. Yes. It turned into gunfire, 
and he ended up getting shot in the head, Tim Jones, with the officer from Park Forest. Now, interesting, yes. the Park Forest Police Department have, you know, gotten behind him because he did live, but his life, we don't know what the outcome will be for him. So they immediately, mm-hmm. like, even though he obviously has benefits in being a police officer, you know, you're talking about a, a long road to recovery. So they created a GoFundMe sure. page. Um, initially, their goal was – 50,000 eggs. He did that immediately. So now the goal has been raised to 100,000. I want to say now it's well more, it's closer to 60,000. But my thing, this is Park Forest Police Department. My question is, maybe the Fraternal Order of Police is behind this, but why have I not heard their name in this? Like now, isn't this a time when as an organization you got to find balance? So he yes. got shot in the line of duty. He exchanged fire right. with somebody who was clearly in the wrong. But yet, right. I mean, kudos to the Park Forest, you know, police department for supporting him and wanting to do everything they can to help cover, you know, financial things as well as, you know, medical expenses. Mm-hmm. And obviously they're part of the Fraternal Order of Police, but why are they not more active in something like this is what I want to know. Why is there no balance? So you can be all over this for, you know, Jason Van Dyke, who clearly was in the wrong and extinguished a life with someone who wasn't armed. You can the officer who's engaged in the line of duty, and yet, Mum's the word. See, that's where I find a little inconsistency. Not a little. That's that to me. That's glaring inconsistency for the fraternal order of police, as far as I'm concerned. I want them yeah, to. I don't know if it's to come Chicago. To you understand what I mean? I don't know if it's Chicago and this is Park Force. I don't know if they work together like that. It seems like they should, but I don't know if they're like your Park Force. No, you're on your own. I don't, I don't know. Is no, it's everywhere. The fraternal order of police is not just unique. No, uh, no, 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 I mean, but in the different branches, isn't it like the Chicago one, the Chicago order of police, and then the, so, yeah, they're different ones, right? But even let's just, even even if, Park Forest just won't have their own, they'll be part of a a greater union, like an area, but even if, it doesn't matter where it is. You need to find consistency in the message that you send to people. So you can, they can go to bat. They've gone to bat for every officer that's been in the wrong for shooting a civilian, even when the situation wasn't a good mm-hmm. one. Whether it was Michael Brown, whether it was Eric Garner, you know, whether it was Freddie Gray, it doesn't, and whether it was Sandra Bland, it doesn't matter who it is. They've been vocal in speaking out in those situations and supporting those officers. So here it is, an officer yes. is injured in the line of duty, and it's like silence. Nothing. Yeah. There's no balance yeah. to that for me. I was like, that's just, this is part of what you're supposed to do as well, is come to a fellow officer's aid. And to me, to not hear, no matter what branch she belongs to, for the police union not to have a voice on this, it's very disappointing. I think it's great that his police department obviously has right. his back. That's important. But to me, this is a lack of balance. So it's only saying that it seems to me that the FOP only wants to really be involved when it's truly controversial. Well, Other stuff doesn't really matter. I guess they feel like it's part of the job, I guess, that you can be shot in the line of duty. That's, that's one of the, you know, the, the, the dangers that comes with the job. So maybe they don't feel the need that they have to speak to that, which I think is sad one way or the other. I don't know. Yeah, you think it's I, part of the job to just murder people? That's part of the, like, that's how you're looking at it? That's it's twisted. Cool. It's not, that's twisted. not by any stretch. Not by any stretch. <laughs> All right. We are in the what's trending portion of the show. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll smash up some more headlines that people are talking about. Whoopi Goldberg okay. has come up with a unique idea of medical marijuana, specifically for women to help deal with the discomfort of your menstrual cycle. And it's interesting because this is not my cup of tea, but I was like, somehow she's about to make a whole lot of money. We're doing this Maya Kondo on Club featuring comedian Nikki Braden. Hey, we'll be right back. Well, the man said we're going to start it all. We're going to start it all. We're going to start it all. And then he said, 
gotta start it off. We gotta start it off. We gotta start it off. and comedian Nikki Braden. We're into this first hour mashing up some hot topics and headlines that may have a local, national, international focus. We're going to leave out of Chicago and talk about some other stuff that's going on around the country. This first one for me, before we start talking about marijuana and get everybody all high and hopeful about this, <laughs> comes, comes out of Texas. So in Austin, Texas, this is a story that's not new, but it has a new twist to it. There was a 11-year-old girl, her name is Michaela Almer, who initially had made this, I guess, really tasty lemonade that was from her grandmother's recipe that had, like, flaxseed. But the key thing was it used local honey as a sweetener. So um, she makes this appearance on Shark Tank, Yes, <laughs> which many adults just absolutely get on there and just crash and burn. And they mm-hmm. loved her idea and made a $60,000 investment in her tea. At the time, it was called Be Sweet Lemonade. Well, the name mm-hmm. is about to change. It's going to be me and the bees. I don't know why the name's going to change, but I'm sure that all came from Shark Tank about marketing and you sure. know, positioning your brand. Um, but I, I think I get it because as it stands, not only did she win the Shark Tank prize of $60,000 from a recipe that's like from the 1940s, but Whole Foods and three different states have picked up her recipe specifically because of it using local bee honey in the recipe. Why is it the mind of children that just absolutely can show you anything is possible if you put your mind to it? I'm like, kudos, round of applause to Michaela Omer. I just like, that's amazing. That's amazing. I love it. Kudos to to Whole Foods for saying, okay, we like the fact that we are big on supporting local bees, and here's a Mm -hmm. product that, you know, aligns with what's something we try to support from a local standpoint. So. It's going to be, her lemonade is going to be in 55 stores, and it's going to be in Arkansas, Texas, Louisiana, and Oklahoma has now been picked up. 
so not to the Midwest yet. Um, I might oh, even just try to go online and I see if I can pick it. them up. Yeah. yeah. If, it, if I can't buy it online, I'll be shocked. I mean, I get it. It's not. It's it's not my Joliet bees. Okay, that's fine. They're probably you know a little <laughs> ratchet anyway. My bees in my area. So with that, <laughs> I got ratchet bees. But anyway, but with that being said, I'm gonna see if I can go online and pick it up because I really like lemonade. And actually, I've been using honey to sweeten a lot more things. And I've always been told, here's what's interesting about using local honey. Someone once told me for my allergies that, you know, if you use local honey, they're like, this might sound disgusting. They're like, if you do like a tablespoon of honey a day of local honey, you eat it. Um, You Mm -hmm. need to have the honeycomb in it. They said because of the allergens that are in the comb, it helps to combat your allergies. Okay, I know Hmm. it sounds like one of those old wives' tale things, but believe it or not, it actually really did help my allergies because it was local honey and and all of the pollen and things were indigenous to the area I'm from. So there's a lot to be said about local honey and its use and things like that. I just think this is, like, fantastic that she pursued her dream that. I don't know if she was the mastermind behind this or not, but whoever was, kudos. Adults, yeah. take notes on this. Take notes mm-hmm. that you can have a passion and you can make things happen regardless of when people tell you that it's not. So I'm going to go online and see if I can find this and buy it. It's in Whole Foods now. So I'm assuming maybe they might be willing, you know, to put some online that you can buy it maybe. We'll see. So I definitely want to check it out. So that was a, a nice story. that I Good thought, stuff, Michaela. Good stuff, good stuff. Keep making who thinks that lemonade stands would take a whole nother level to yes, it. Another story talking about now here's the flip side. Not that Whoopi Goldberg needs any money in any way, shape, or form. Obviously she's wealthy. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. She's launching a line of medical marijuana products that are specifically aimed at relieving menstrual cramps. So, fellas, not for you. And you're gonna probably be a bit jealous about this because when I read the description of the products, I was like I want that. I don't even, I don't even <laughs> want a person, but it just seems so awesome. So she has been a, a user of mar- a medical marijuana. You're going to laugh at this for a number she's of years. She's been a user of just she's, weed. She's just straight weed. She needs medical marijuana. You know, well, no, 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 no. It was medical marijuana. And do you know why she was using it? And you're going to laugh. Come on. Black I one guess. Well, yeah. No eyebrows. She was using. She had no, no eyebrows. Like, no I need eyebrows. this. She was actually using. Medical marijuana for glaucoma, which I just everybody got glaucoma. That. Okay, because everybody's got glaucoma, right? Right. Um, so she's been using it for a number of years, but she was using it through a vape pen because she used to be a smoker, stopped, um, and mm-hmm. then once people started, you know, rolling out different marijuana products, and she was able to use it in a vape pen. And after using it and doing more research, she just found that obviously everybody knows that marijuana has a lot of different medicinal qualities that can help to be a natural pain reliever. So yes. she went to the expert. She went to um, a lady named Maya Elizabeth, who I guess within mm-hmm. the cannabis business is like the cat's meow. Like she okay. is known to be like with a few women that dominate the field, like she's ahead of the curve um, and, and does a lot of stuff and has her own company. So what Whoopi did was she went to her and said, you know, I, I think there's going to be some benefit. I've been reading about that marijuana, THC, can be helpful for women to relieve menstrual you know, cramps and pains and discomfort. So they started researching mm-hmm. and put together products, and here's what they've come up with. So there's going to be some edibles. That's not what appeals to me. Um, some topical rubs. That's not it. But there's going to be a THC-infused bath soap. That's yes. the one that got me. Pour a little packet into a, cu- a tub of hot water, 
and you soak in it. It's supposed to be profoundly relaxing is what everybody's saying that has used it. I think that makes everybody jealous, even if you don't use weed right there. I'm sorry, uh, marijuana. What does it smell like? I'm, I, that's my thing. Now what do you smell like when you get out? Like what? <laughs> that's my concern. Anybody so ask that question? Like, hey, right. hey, I smell weed. I smell weed. That? Really? Um, I would hope. Now, I would hope for the sake of you're right of aromatherapy. See, I don't necessarily think that weed smells good. As a matter of fact, Mm-mm. when people smoke, it's like who's smoking weed? Yeah. I would hope they would. In, I would hope they would like infuse it with like some lavender or something else like that I to kind would of help so. make it. Cause, you know, lavender is relaxing. Another, you know, yeah, chamomile yeah. is soothing. I've been drinking lavender tea for three days this week. Just I have three days before I go to sleep knocked out. I mean, I don't know what's yeah. in it, it's known but yeah, sidebar on lavender, relaxing. it's amazing. Yeah, yes. so that and chamomile. So I would hope for the aromatherapy part and, and being that this is for women, because nobody wants to walk around smelling like no. cannabis. So I was no. hoping they would kind of create that element to it. So um, the products are set to actually roll out this month, but unfortunately it's only going to roll out in California because it's the state mm-hmm. that doesn't care if you like to partake right. in the use of cannabis. Whoopi Goldberg is about to make a whole bunch of money. Oh, yeah. Partially because oh, yeah, of that's the fact a booming that she's a celebrity. Um, it's a booming business. She's on The View. People like her, you know, so it's the mm-hmm. right kind of – and it, it doesn't come across as being bad. And, and for what they're saying, for people who've used it, because obviously they did some testing of it, the women were like, okay, it was amazing. Because they said wow. especially, like, if you couldn't soak, they're like, if you use, like, the um, the topical rubs and you put it, like, mm-hmm. on your abdomen area in your back, they said it immediately, like, relieved the cramps. And they said it doesn't smell, and you could go to work. So it helps you wow. that you didn't have to end up taking, like, Advil or Tylenol or any kind of, you know, Midol all day long to deal with your cramps. They said it actually helps more so than over-the-counter medications that are focused on doing that. So I was like, I just think they're about to hit the jackpot, and I think that's interesting. That's crazy. That's just crazy. It is. So, I mean, my question is, because I'm not a weed smoker, but my question is, I wonder, like, okay, it relieves the – cramps it relieves the pain i guess my question is would people who actually smoke marijuana prefer is it the same feeling is it you understand do you understand what i mean or this is just something different this is actually for pain it's not to get high but does it make you feel high they said you know what i mean they said this no they said this is specifically for pain Okay. It's not about, they said, otherwise you could just go smoke a joint if you wanted to get high. Right. They said, it's relaxing. It actually relieves pain. It's not about just, they said, if, okay. you just, if that's the case, just go smoke a joint. No, they said it was designed to relieve pain specifically. And I guess Perfect. they said if you, um, the products will also, which I don't know how well this will sell, but they're also going to have a line that doesn't have cannabis in it that can still have some of the same soothing qualities, but maybe you don't want to use it, but you want to try some of the products that they have. So they're, they're playing both sides of the market. But my thing is this, okay. why not buy the one that's infused with cannabis, THC, if it's going to relieve the pain? Look, I am absolutely for anything that relieves cramps. Because I'm going to tell you something, that's enough to make you want to punch somebody in the face. I'm serious. People have no <laughs> idea what that feels like. No, I'm serious. When they talk about women being out of sorts during their cycle, it's true. It's it's painful. Your body's like, so what? You're not going to have a baby this month? Okay, guess what? I'm going to make you pay for it. And it does it over and over and over again. It does not feel good. So when yep. people say they're irritable, so they're saying it's also meant to be soothing, but it relieves the pain. Good. So it has a dual cause. I'm all for it. Unfortunately, only California right now. What happens if you go to California and you buy it and you mail it back to yourself? Is that a problem? You can't. No, you can't. No, you can do it. You can have it mailed to California. I know. You can have it. They'll ship it. 
Okay, well, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not, trying, I'm not. I'm not trying to go to jail. But Whoopi Goldberg is about to make <laughs> a ton of money. You know, Oprah aligned herself with Tivana in Starbucks for tea. Guess what Whoopi went and did? Yeah. She aligned herself with cannabis. She made and I weed think bad. Gonna make, yeah, she she's gonna make soap. a whole bunch of money off off of weed, soap, and rubs than tea, Oprah. Okay, love it. I don't mess it. it up. And okay, and I say this with just a small amount of bitterness. And I said, Maya. You really shouldn't be like this. But I feel like everybody gets something for free, except for except me. me. Unless it's like the flu. <laughs> except unless it's a flu or a cold or something bad. I get stuff bad all the time, but nothing good. So a lot of people don't know that there are actually phone cell services for people that are low income. Now, you have to be receiving some form of state or federal aid, like you know Medicare, mm-hmm. Medicaid, um, you might be on you know, like a link program, food stamps. You might be seeing some kind of subsidy. You have to be in a program like that. And a lifeline program has actually been around for like 30 years. So what it does is it would actually allow for people who qualify to have free cell phone minutes and texting. Mm-hmm. It is very specific. You get X amount of minutes and text, you know, per 30 days. So you don't get to go hog wild. But either right. way, you're still getting free service. Now, the thought behind this is so that you have the ability to, you know, get a job, um, because right. you've got children, people can communicate with you, but we know, come on, people right. use that for everything probably but that, because if you max out your right. minutes like that and you still ain't got a job, how many employers called you? But I'm not going to dig into that. So the FCC has made a large decision, and it was like a close vote, because it was like three, I want to say like three to two or something, where they're going to expand the Lifeline program from just not just cellular service, but to include monthly Internet for as low as, like, under $10 a month. Mm. I'm jealous. I, you I know said, what? You know, I, to- yeah, I, I'm trying. Let me, see, let me see if I'm in my feelings for the right reason before I, because I'm kind of <laughs> like, I'm like, I feel like you don't need the Internet. What do you need? Okay, the phone, I get. Everybody needs well, the phone, and we live in a day of it. So what do you need, why do you need the Internet? If you can't afford the Internet, you don't need to be on the computer. You don't need to be on Facebook. What they're you saying, don't. what they're saying, what they're saying is this, that it's meant to, with the with kids being in school and having a lot of things that they need the Internet for, they were saying it's to give them access to the Internet, also to aid people in their job search and things like that. So that's a, it's the same concept as the cellular service, to give them access to be able to look for jobs and to have you know, a means of communication and things like that. But here's my thing, okay, about the Internet. Technically, you do have access to free Internet. You just have to go to your local yeah. library. But yeah, um, I was going to say, what, what places, libraries are there for? Are places, <laughs> there are places that actually pay. I mean, that, that pays for that. You can use everybody's Wi-Fi. You can use Starbucks Wi-Fi. You can use everybody's Wi-Fi. But wait, because here's my first question, though. So if you get free Internet service, what exactly are you accessing it with? Do you have a computer now? Do you have a tablet? What are you using? I mean, I just look at this, and I just kind of – and I think it's like I'm like you. I'm in my feelings, and I'm feeling selfish. Because, first of all, my first question is, who's paying for this? Who's paying for this? Because if I have to pay for one more thing for somebody else to have for free, I think I'm just going to fall out for foosnickin's sake. I mean, it's just a bit much to me. And I don't – I'm not saying that people don't deserve to have stuff, but at some point, can we just stop giving people stuff for free, and can we make them work for it? Here's my thing. Here's why I need accountability. If you're telling me this is for them to find, a, to find a job and that kind of stuff, then are you making them prove they're looking for work? Now, is that yeah. what you're at? 
I need I need no. for you to show me where you've submitted applications online, you know, online applications as well, um, resumes. I need to see that you you maybe went on a job interview. I need some accountability. Otherwise, to me, why bother in the first place? If I'm just giving it to you, where is there any accountability that you're doing? You're using it for what I I'm providing you to use it for. And if the minutes are gone before the month is half over, what does that say? Right. I mean, I don't. I'm with you on this. I'm tired of giving stuff for free and and things we don't necessarily need. I'm all for people getting help, and I'm all for helping people that need it. But I'm tired, like all of this stuff. I feel like you shouldn't have access to things that people have access to when they have a job and they have to pay for it. It's not fair, and it's starting to get irritating. I'm like, just because it's there doesn't mean you should be able to have it. If you can't afford it, then you don't have to have it. Just because it exists doesn't mean you get it. If you are an active job searcher, the Workforce Development Center in your area actually has computers you can go and use to apply for jobs. Yes. So it isn't like you don't – and your local library, which all you have to do is come yes. in and get a library card. So you're, there is access to Internet everywhere, and there's Wi-Fi. So if you have anything, yes. that a computer or whatever, I just feel like we make it easy for people to not work yes. for things that they need yes. to work for. And I'm not saying that people don't deserve to have cell phones, but as far as I'm concerned, a cell phone to a degree is a privilege because there was life it before is. a cell phone, and there was life before Internet. But I get that Internet is yes. important, especially now in our world. It, it, a lot of things go through the Internet. But I'm like, I just I, who's going to pay for it? If this somehow is free and I'm not paying me. for it, then give it away. But if it's going to roll back into me in some kind of tax way, it is I don't roll back do into me. I don't feel like if you me keep either. giving and you don't make people accountable, we've seen how people continually abuse it. A lot of people have cell phones that receive public assistance, and they, they have cell phones without you even giving mm-hmm. them one. Sometimes they have the Lifeline phone and a phone that's usually a prepaid phone. They have that too. I just, right. I'm, I'm just not feeling giving, and I just feel like Me. we get to a point where we give too much, but we don't ask people to be accountable for what we're giving it to them for. And hence, we never solve any problems. All we do is create more dependency. Maybe I'm being an elitist right now. I probably am. I think I'm No, I don't think that you are. I think that sometimes, I mean, if you need, if you're really looking for a job and you're really committed to do, doing that and so forth, you will get up, you will go to the library, you will do whatever it takes to get back on your feet. But if people just hand it to you and make it easy for you like that's what it's about it's about I really really want this I have to go get it that's part of what everybody does when you really want something you have to go and get it why are we not making people go and get what they need and what they want sometimes it shouldn't be convenient for everybody it's not convenient for us it's not convenient I think convenience convenience can be a dangerous thing I think people don't realize it all right but with that being said it's probably all about a matter of perspective isn't it so our next yeah. segment is Point of View. Okay. And remember on Wednesday I gave everybody an assignment that I wanted yes. you to go Google slut shaming so that when we talked about it, you would have an idea of what it meant. And the two perspectives we're going to put on the table really deal with, to a degree, how women are slut shamed even when they're kind of legitimate people. You know, it's all about if you're looking through the right end of the lens. So with that being said, everybody, sit tight. We'll take a break and be back and jump right into P.O.B. It's the Maya Kai Show Unplugged, featuring comedian Nikki Brayton. We'll be right back.
guys, for Complex News, I'm Emily Oberg. Amber Rose has been on a roll ever since Kanye West and Wiz Khalifa got into it on Twitter earlier this week. During their ridiculous back and forth, Kanye attempted to shame Amber by calling her a stripper, saying that she trapped Wiz with their baby. Something he probably later regret when she came back with a mic drop worthy response, writing, Aw, at Kanye West, are you mad I'm not around to play in your asshole anymore? Hashtag fingers in the booty ass bitch. That pretty much shut everyone up and led to a landslide of hilarious memes. And in a recent essay Rose wrote for Time, she goes deeper into the issue of slut-shaming and why it's so wrong and detrimental. She explained how after her split with Wiz, she would go out on dates like any normal person would and be called a hoe as a result. But when Wiz did the same thing, he was applauded for his behavior. Rose added, it wasn't just men saying these types of things. There were a lot of women saying hateful things to me. I was getting torn down constantly. The 32-year-old mother and model explains how she eventually realized that she couldn't change everyone's mind and how it no longer matters what people think. You can read Amber's essay in full at time.com. And for the rest of your pop culture updates, subscribe to Complex on YouTube today. All right, everybody. Welcome back. My Akai Show Unplugged, featuring comedian Nikki Brayton. We're into the POV, point of view, segment of the show. That was a little snippet there from Complex.com talking about slut-shaming, specifically Amber Rose. Okay. I have, I have mixed emotions about this, Nikki, when people talk about slut-shaming. Um, I do think there is a, a double standard that men can go out and date as many women as they want to and be sexually open, and it seems it's, yes. it's, it's about sowing your oats, and it's manly to bed yes. as many women as you can. On the flip side, if a woman has that same attitude, then it's deemed that she sluts, and then she gets shamed mm-hmm. for it. So, I mean, that's that double standard that's always existed in society, that even though women are not necessarily pure, the idea is that women should be pure. Okay, we get that. I kind of have an issue, though. When somebody wants to pick the torch up like Amber Rose, and talk about slut shaming, and I'm going to tell you why. Because she's done things like the slut walk, trying to, like, put, you know, light on this. And the fact that Tom.com would let her write an article kind of disturbs me a bit because I don't feel she's a reputable person to talk about this because she has literally built her entire fame around being, being I think, a, a very sort of being a slut yeah. and assorted person. Um, that's what bothers me. I'm like, I do think that women can be as sexually liberal as they want to be. And, well, mind you, I would tell anybody this. If you decide you want to get down like that, get down. But do it with discretion. Because I'll be honest, if a guy is, like, doing it with everybody, I have no desire to be with that person. No. He's not attractive. I think most women would be like, yeah, you know what, he's gotten around a little too much. Right. That's not actually all that attractive for men anymore, to tell you the truth, that you try to get right. around and you make it known to everybody. So I think people need to learn that your exploits in the bedroom don't need to be made public to people. And I think that's where people are remiss on this, that you can be as sexually open as you want, though it may come with a consequence, and you probably should be selective of who you're deciding to do your bedroom exploits with because people like to talk, and you shouldn't move in the same circles. And You know what I mean? But Well, I just have a problem when someone is openly kind of whorish in their own way, wants to talk about being shamed. Come on now, really? I think that it's all about how you carry yourself. Because if you look, I'm like, Amber Rose, they're not calling you a hoe because you're on a date. Let's put this very, very, be very clear about this and put it into perspective. That's not why people are saying that. Look, let's exactly. talk about Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez gets married every other week. Nobody ever calls her a hoe. <laughs> it's about how you carry yourself. Wait. Nobody's ever called uh, her that, ever. I'll put, a, I'll put a name on the table that defines how it's about your image that dictates if you get called a slut. Yes. Taylor Swift is known to be a serial dater in Hollywood. Yes. 
And people joke about, man, she can't keep a man. Nobody ever says that uh, Taylor no. Swift is a slut. Isn't that interesting? Because it's about her image. Her image, just like Jennifer Lopez, is not slutty. But when you're taking booty back shots on a deck, yeah. when you create an image of a, that looks whorish or slutty, then don't be surprised when people come gunning for you. And I'm not saying it's right, but that tends to come with the territory. Amber sold herself on sex, and per- she was a provocateur. So now yes. you want to be mad that people are like, well, look, now she's on a date with him. Is she banging him too? And then when you going to make comments of putting your fingers in people's But finger in somebody's area, butt, come on. Yeah, yeah. I'm you like, telling the world. I'm like, you were trying to embarrass him, but that's embarrassing. You put your finger, really? Here's the thing. It rolls right back to you like, okay, so you admit you were putting your fingers yeah. in somebody's you, butt? Yeah. It didn't. My thing yeah. is, you, it's kind of like she wants to portray herself like she's a lady. But yet she does a but lot of things not. that are just the opposite. So my thing is you can be as sexually open as you want to be. Do it with discretion, but just know you can be a regular person. And if your reputation in a community is that you are slutty or you sleep, or you sleep around or you're provocative, then guess what? No matter what you do, that reputation is going to follow you. Now, you can be the person that no one knows, and you can be getting it in as much as you want. Yep. And people will be yeah. like, oh. She just, they'll be like, she's like, she's like that? Really? I'm, right. Really? People don't believe it. Like, I don't they're, believe that. They're, they're I don't believe it. it. They won't believe it. So it's all about what you put out there. So when they tell you perception is reality, folks, it is. Yes, men do get away with being whores. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. if you're too whorish, people do tend to notice, like, you know, he goes out with too many people. I mean, it, it yeah. can't come back and bite you. Even It's not even all that sexy with, with men anymore. It's like, okay, you get around. How many people you've been with? You've mm-hmm. been with her? Oh, no. If you were with the wrong – here's the thing, though. If you were with oh, the wrong boy. person – Oh, my God. It's like, ugh, you used to like her. Man. That is so true. It, I mean, you can have a list, and that's fine, but you go down that list, and you're like, ugh, her, and you got too many ugh. It's like, oh, you have no taste. And then it's like, nah, I'm not – I don't want to be a part of that group. You are absolutely right. And sometimes you're with the wrong person, and that is a detriment. It's so like, okay. understand. Beyond slut-shaming, it goes beyond just a woman deciding she wants to own her sexuality. It goes beyond that. Right. It's also about what is the image that's attached to that woman. Right. And that's what really sometimes yourself. will dictate, right, that people will come at you on social media. So, for instance, um, and people might say, no, no, it's just black women. No, because I'll tell you what, people can't get off of Khloe Kardashian, seriously, because her image is she gets around and she's provocative. So, hence, whenever she goes from guy to guy, unfortunately, People are like, man, if you got together with Khloe Kardashian, people kind of laugh at you, seriously. Mm-hmm. So her image is not good. But she crafted that image of herself. So for me, I think what women need to understand is it's what you put out there about yourself that right. will make people pass judgment on you. You can go do whatever you want. Just understand, do it with discretion. And I don't know, right. when people feel the need to, like, have a soapbox moment, like, yeah, I do it. I sleep around. Can I explain? Can someone explain to me why would you even want to share with people what you do? I don't understand that. That's your Because business. it's what you why do. Does it matter? When it's what you do, that's what you have to share. It's what you do. Other than that, what does Amber Rose do? What does she do? See, this is what I mean. Taylor Swift actually does something. So her dating and her sex, like Jennifer Lopez, they actually do things. So that is not – but if it wasn't for being a hoe in Kanye West's butt, we wouldn't know who Amber Rose was. We absolutely because what, what else would she do? Well, he made, she doesn't do he anything. Made, he, made, he honestly made her a household name for yes. what it's worth. If it wasn't yes. for her dating him, we would never know. So just right. how she came into it. But she always went that extra mile to be provocative. 
And my yes. thing is she just could have been a pretty girl and people would have been okay with that, but she always had to be over the top. I'm not sure she felt like to be with them. She had to be that person. I don't know. I don't know her like that. But I just want women to know you can own your sexual freedom. Just understand it's how you package yourself and put yourself forth into the world that makes a difference mm-hmm. to people. That's when people start calling you a slut. They're like, oh, wow, now it's another guy, and it's another guy, and it's another guy. Like I said, we've given examples of people who have dated multiple guys, like, within months of each other, and no one, they make a joke about they can't keep a man. Not that they're right. sluts. Because it's about the image that you put out there. Absolutely. And is it fair? Probably not. But life isn't fair, and you better understand that up front. I hate when people say it's not I fair. Agree. It doesn't matter if it's not fair. It's, it's life, and deal with it. Speaking of, like, it's life, and deal with it. So Hillary Clinton, who for what it's worth, can I just say this? I don't care what Hillary Clinton has done. I don't care what her emails have said. I don't care who she slept with. And I say this because she is no different than the male counterparts that she is running against. Every politician has a skeleton or two in their closet. Sure. And to me, sure. to be a politician, you have to be willing to get down and get dirty. Because I think when you are honestly an above-board person, it's hard to be a good politician because politics is so corrupt. So now, it's interesting. So when Hillary was running for president before but didn't make it to this juncture, it wasn't quite the same response. So now we have an alleged mistress of Bill coming out to say things about her sexuality, talking about Hillary Clinton, as well as that she had multiple abortions and that she's this awful person. Take a listen to this interview that Sally Miller, the alleged, not confirmed, but the alleged mistress of Bill Clinton, did an interview with American Mirror and talked about Hillary Clinton. And tell me once again, do you hear double standard in this interview? She had several abortions before she had Chelsea, and it was only because Bill convinced her that if they were ever going to move up in politics that they had to have a child because that's what the political analysts had said. They've got to see her as a human. They have to see her. I think in in society they always say if you were a mother, you can't be half bad. You know, There has to be some love or gentleness or, or compassion within you if you birthed a child, but that's not true. There's some pretty bad mothers. I had one. She is a Gloria Steinem kind of feminist. If you've ever seen pictures of her Gloria Steinem, just a cold, conniving bitch. That's just it. And they don't care about anyone but themselves. That's what most feminists are all about. It's about themselves. And most of them don't like men, incidentally. They only use men for income, appearance, and Hillary could never have made it to Washington, D.C. without Bill. Bill was a song and dance routine, you know? He's the one that played the sax, and uh, he could laugh and joke and talk, and Hillary can't do that. So she can't put on her black nighty and, and run around, and she can't play the sax. I'm sure if she is a lesbian, it's not fun. So where did you hear she was a lesbian? Has anyone told you that? <laughs> Bill told me. <laughs> really? Oh, Bill, because I said, why do you think she is so cold? Why do you think she is so uninterested in, in, in kissing and holding and, and, and just being close physically? He said that when she was in uh, college that she and some girls experimented, and she liked it. 
And that's when the big feminist movement was moving forward, and, and lesbianism was hot. And uh, it, it was more vogue for a woman to have a female partner than to have a male partner. I think the whole idea is, is just crazy because she's been an imposter all these years. And yet even my own daughter said, but mother, she deserves it. She's worked for it. I've worked for a lot of things in my life that I didn't get. I worked to be Miss America. I wasn't awarded Miss America. But did I want to go out and end other people's lives and mistreat them because of it? No, we can't do that. All right. That was an exclusive interview that Sally Miller, an alleged former mistress of Bill Clinton, did with the American Mirror in regards to Hillary Clinton, trying to, I guess, give a revelation that she's a lesbian and that she's had multiple mm. abortions. And the only reason that she decided to mm. have Chelsea was because it was a strategic move that if you are a mother and nurturing, that makes you more presentable in the eye of being a politician or moving through the political machine overall. Sally, you know, I hate. I'm like, can I, just, I hate people who kiss and tell. Can I just say that? Sally, okay. First of all, what Go you ahead. don't get to do is sleep with my husband and then tell me how horrible I am. That's what you don't get to do. You don't get. <laughs> that's what you don't get to do. You gonna tell? You gonna sleep with my husband and then tell at the world what a horrible human being I am? You don't even have right. the right. Are you kidding me? You don't get to do it that. Is kind of, it no. is kind of oxymoronic that you were yes. pretty much um, doing something that wasn't right, and yet you are passing judgment on me. Yes. Even if all the things she said about Hillary is true, it's let me tell so you where what? Bill has stayed. Where has Bill stayed? Mm-hmm. Where has mm-hmm. Bill stayed? Sally, your last name is not Clinton, so let's make that clear. So whatever, whatever she was or wasn't, however much she didn't cuddle or kiss or hold, her last name is still Clinton, and you did not change that. So Bill is exactly where he wanted to be. Whatever is going on, you don't get to do and that. Just, she has a lot of nerve. This. See, this is when people don't stay this, in their lane. Stay in your mistress lane. Stay. You have a lane. Stay not, in it. This is not even as damning as she would have liked no. it to be. And I say that no. because, okay, if this was a man and you start talking about maybe him being gay, that may have a different impact because that's one thing, um, being a lesbian, being a woman, okay, that's been the one thing that people have never really had a problem with. People still struggle with men and homosexuality. Um, right. I guess she was trying to throw the abortion thing in. Okay, whatever that reason was, that was their choice, that was their family, and sure. I have no right to pass judgment, and nor can we confirm sure. that that's true or not. But I was like, it's interesting because people, it seems like, want to deconstruct Hillary as a woman. Really? But get these conversations with men just absolutely go unchecked. This is that thing about the perspective on women and those standards that people always want to set. Hillary is doing Hillary. And whatever her rationale was to do what she did, that's her business. And here's what I think is key for me, Nikki. She is no less qualified than any of the men that she is standing in the circle with. And for me, at the end of the day, that's all that matters is that she's qualified to be the president of the United States of America. And do I think she's innocent? No. Do I think she's perfect? No. Do I think she's probably this spotless person and hasn't done bad stuff? Hell no, because there's no way you can be in that role and not have done something bad. Let's be honest about it. There's no way you can be a human being and not have done something bad. That's what we're missing. There's no way you can be a human and not have and have not done anything bad. And people, Sally, I know you wanted this to be damning to her, but we also consider the source. You understand what I mean? So coming exactly. from you, I'm considering the source. 
you didn't ruffle any feathers with this. So that was pointless. No, not nothing she said about Once Hillary again, made me go, oh, no, I'll never vote for right. her. You understand what I mean? Exactly. That did not change my mind like, at all. You are at all. just an awful person. And do you think that people that are running with her are not have not done bad things as well? Right. Like, everybody has a mm-hmm. skeleton in their closet. All you have to think about is this. Does she have the skills and the ability to be the president? To run the and country. that's what matters. Yes. Everybody makes mistakes yes. and have done bad things. It's not my place to judge. All I need to know is can you right. run this ship? Can you run it? That's it. Right. And that's all I care right. about. So let's try another tactic to try to yeah. take it down, folks. Oh, I tell you, it never ends. It try never it again, ends. A woman's work chick. is never A woman's work is never done. <laughs> it's never done. Never. It's never done. All right, the first hour is in the books. We're going to shift gears and go to that second hour. Remember, we're going with you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. The next segment, which we haven't done in a while, is Say What? And here's the thing. What? There's one story in here that absolutely just rubbed me the wrong way. Could you imagine you find a service dog? You know, those dogs that assist people, whether they're blind or have some type of ailment that they assist them with. And you refuse to return it, and it belongs to a child. Say what, okay? Wow. That and more is coming up after we take this quick break every day to my AFI show. I'm glad featuring Media Nikki Brayden. We'll be right back. into the second hour of the show. Remember, you're always welcome to join the conversation. We encourage you to. You can call in 310-807-5211. If social media is more of your comfort zone or it's just convenient, I get it. You can always find me on Facebook and Twitter at the Maya Akai Show. Nikki, how can they connect with you? I am Nikki Braden on Facebook and Twitter and the Nikki Braden on Instagram, and we're all in the chat room. We are all in the chat room. All right, so. 
before we jump into people with really bad manners, we're going to start with people with really bad manners. Okay. With that being said, <laughs> we have had more conversations about flying the friendly skies, and it just has gotten to the point well, why do they just not feel as friendly as they should be? And it's every a lot of it tends to be passenger driven. And we've recently had obviously a couple, you know, flight attendants out of pocket, and even a recent story about a a pilot being alcohol level was you know double the legal limit. So I mean, obviously there's things like that. But this is a story I came across that really made me laugh because I was like, this doesn't go hand in hand. So a violent passenger caused quite a bit of a sting on a United Airlines flight. And the crazy thing is, you would have thought they were woosawing because they were trying to do yoga. Okay, so there's a passenger, and this flight was going from Honolulu to, to Japan. And there's a passenger okay. that's being charged with interference and performance of the flight crew. Um, the flight had already had taken out. It was United Flight 903. And it had been about an hour and a half into what is a nine-hour flight to Narita International Airport, which is in Tokyo, Japan. Mm-hmm. And this is when there was a passenger on there, Hong Pei Pei, 72 years old, that refused to follow the flight attendant's order to stay seated. He started to scream at them in Korean and became violent um, to the point where he was so disruptive, refusing to sit. Um, flight attendants were trying to, like, you know, serve meals and do all that kind of stuff. And because he was wanted to do yoga and meditate, um, he wasn't willing to comply with what they're asking. He was trying to be in, in, in an aisle. Now, mind you, this isn't like, you know, one of those big, you know, planes where it's like tons of space and double deck. No, this is like a regular, probably closer to like a 747. Those kind of a bigger okay. ones, not yeah. huge. You know what I'm saying? So right. he tried to have an excuse of that he hadn't slept for 11 days, and even though they tried to get him to sit back down, he refused to, and they had to actually turn the plane around and return back to Honolulu because you know he, was what? That, he was that disruptive. Look, that pay. disruptive. Look, pay. Listen, <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you can't – what is wrong with people? I mean, seriously, like on a air – that's a small – entire space you understand what i mean like you can't do even though you were trying to do yoga and it's peaceful and zen like but there are rules on a small confined space like that and you just can't do what you want with 300 other people on the plane now i have to turn around and go back because you want to do downward dog you can't you can't wait to get your downward dog on you can't wait for that really i would tell you it's crazy though he wasn't he wasn't alone he was being accompanied by his wife, and here's what they had to nerve, because obviously the FBI was called into this, and a criminal complaint was filed, and it should be. And I don't care sure. if they're 72. They need to prosecute mm-hmm. this to the full extent of the law, because this was a response once they finally got back to Honolulu, and the FBI was conducting an interview with the couple. Their response was this. They knew they needed to follow directions of the flight crew, but didn't know that disobeying them was illegal. That was their what response di- to the interview. What difference does it make? You know you have to comply to the rules on an aircraft. What difference does it make whether you can go to jail for it or not? Like, you understand what I mean? No, they need to be but punished. That, but that response, <laughs> that response right. was, I mean, and, and I get, but technically they fall into what we would say is the elderly because they're 72. But the fact I that don't they care. Said, well, we knew we were supposed to follow directions, but we didn't know right. it was wrong and we could go, really? Are you kidding me? 
this is uh, right. I don't know why people are deciding to take small confined spaces that are high in the air know. with limited options and they want to act out. Right. Really? And not to mention, people already are nervous and, and get a little on edge when people start to act out on flights because in their minds they're like, is this going to turn into some kind of terrorist, you know, act? So, I mean, I'm like, really? I don't know when the after, air – After being in the air for an hour and a half, they had to turn back around. So now you've been on the plane for three, for three hours, and guess what? You're no closer to your destination than when you got on the plane. Really? This is what I mean. I don't know when the airlines are going to implement this. I've been saying it for years. They need an aircraft jail. If you put a couple sails on there for people who won't do their downward dog, you just lock them up like little pets <laughs> in a little crate. And then, like, is this you want to act a fool? This is what you're going to do. We're going to carry on. When they implement the air jail, people will knock this nonsense off. Just lock them up for the rest of the flight. And you can act a fool somewhere else. Implement this, please. I mean, really, I mean, he, he, hadn't, he had not slept in 11 days. Then you know you should do what most people. You do. should be sleep. First of all, yeah, you should be. If you, you, okay, like, you, if you haven't slept out. eleven days, here's the key thing. <laughs> this is a nine-hour flight. Okay. You should so, be too tired to cause ruckus. And if not, maybe you should grab you a little bit of Benadryl, take it before you get on the flight, so you can go night night, and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Seriously, because not not sleeping for eleven days. First of all, that tells me. Something wasn't right, but you might just be saying that because you're trying to get out of trouble. Here we go, leaning towards, well, I wasn't mentally, you know, I I wasn't there because I was tired. But I just, it was okay to disobey, but we didn't think we would get in trouble. Like I got some night-night for you, Pay. I would have had some night-night for you. (laughs) Everything from your stay in a hotel, everything from your stay in a hotel to an airline flight is about to have some new, you know, rules and regulations Ooh, written mm-hmm. that you check off on. Now, whether you choose to read them or not is up to you. Before you start getting flights, though, they make you check those boxes that people often don't read it because they go, like, oh, what is it? It's just a flight. Seriously. They're going to start adding things like that in there, like, you know, finding you. It's going to be interesting stuff. Eventually, this is going to change because people are getting so out of control on airplanes. Right. It's like, I'm, I'll be honest, Nikki, I might have been another passenger, and I might have walked up to Mr. Pay and cold cocked him night, night. and knocked him out. Yep, night, night. Went, I night, got, night. night. I got night, night for you. Like, yeah, I got some night night for you. No, no, no. Stop the thought. We're not going to have to turn around. Mr. Pay, we don't need to do that. Down? No. Boom. <laughs> now, when we get to Japan, you can then call the police and have me arrested. <laughs> I'm being a good Samaritan, and I'm trying to make this flight happen. So unless he's about to, I'm going to say something bad. I'm glad I caught myself before I said it. But what he said, <laughs> I'm just like, this is getting out of control. But talk about yeah. getting out of control. Service dogs are trained for, like, a specific reason, and that is to obviously help the individual that has some form of an ailment or disability. So it's interesting. When an animal shelter – now, mind you, what state did this happen in, Nikki? Go ahead. What uh, state? F- Florida. Is it Florida? Florida, Florida or Texas? It's the, Either one. Florida, Florida Texas. Florida, Florida, Those are the two. Florida. <laughs> I, I'm not saying everybody in Florida is off-center, but there's something about – Crazy stories like this always come out of Florida or Texas. Yeah, okay. Always. So this animal shelter found a six-year-old dog a new home. They had no idea the animal had already had an owner and was tasked, though were very important, he was a service dog, which means the dog must have gotten out of the house without mm-hmm. – the service dogs often wear, like, special harnesses and things. And mm-hmm. way, what they have on, you tend to know that they're service dogs because they have, like, these little vests mm-hmm. and things that they wear. Mm-hmm. So – the dog must have gotten out of the house. The dog's name is Delilah. Um, really pretty dog, too. So the shelter finds the dog. Um, the owners never find it because it was at the Humane Society in Tampa Bay. 
Um, the owners, I guess, never went to see if the dog was at the shelter. I don't know why. Um, I'm not sure why the dog wasn't shipped either, especially with being a service right. dog. Right, yeah. I would, I, would, yeah. I would think the dog was shipped. They always check if a dog is shipped when they go to the Humane Society to right. see if they can reunite it with its original owner. They work with vets right. that specifically do that. So owners never came to the shelter to ask if the dog had been turned in. The dog ends up getting adopted out, six-year-old dog. And mind you, it was probably the best dog ever because it was a service dog. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. cooperative, well-trained, so it gets adopted out. Well, it turns out that Delilah is a service dog for an eight-year-old named Zach who has autism and social anxiety disorder. And the dog was specifically trained to detect when the when Zach would have seizures. So not just okay. to be a calming effect on him, but when he started displaying signs he's going to have a seizure, the dog would then assist and, you know, probably go get someone and things like that. So mm-hmm. dog is missing, okay? Um, I don't know why they didn't go looking for the dog. Dog gets adopted out, and guess what? They then find out the dog has been adopted out and want it back. And to make a long story short, the people who adopted the dog won't give it back. I hate when people do this. I mean, you're not that animal-centric that you have to be like, it's my dog and be that selfish, especially with a service dog and a service little boy. I mean, that's enough to be like, oh, my God. I mean, I fell in love with the dog, but I can get another one. But you can't get another Delilah. You understand what I mean? And it's probably very and, expensive to do that. I don't know if the they just is, give those dogs away. Yeah. I think no, it's very expensive service, to do no. that. It's a process. From the moment a puppy has to be the right fit to be a service dog, certain breeds are Mm -hmm. used for different types of service dogs. They get trained. I mean, it's a process that goes into it. And the Humane Society became aware of it only after they saw a flyer of the dog that got distributed. And they're like, holy crap, we just adopted out this dog, I'm pretty sure. Um, And it's interesting that they tried to contact the family and let them know that actually the dog belonged to someone, it's a service dog, not just a regular dog, and for whatever mm-hmm. reason, they said that they're, they're, it's not legally their property after three days, and hence, they don't have to give it back, but the people won't give it back, and I don't understand, this dog is not just about making me feel better, it helps to detect sure. a little boy is going to have seizures, sure. so I'm like, Correct. who is this stubborn, ignorant person that refuses to give a service dog back to a little boy? You know what, you, I and don't, don't think people understand this. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. People don't understand. You can you can go to hell for not just murder, and you can go to hell for this. This is a special place in hell for you too. This is hell bound for this. You are so wrong to do this and not return this dog to this little boy who is in special need. And they have to, like you said, it's a process for him to get another Delilah. Is a whole process, and in the interim, anything can happen to him because you want to be selfish when you can just get another dog. That is so cool. And actually, there's a larger scope to this because it isn't just about the fact that Delilah does have, have, you know, she's trained to identify his seizures, which I think is extremely important, but also because with him being autistic, he has a bond with this dog. The whole process isn't easy for him. Right. So what person, I get, and it's it's like one of those um, Weimer Reiner dogs. The dogs that take okay. the, the photographs of the dogs that are like silver gray with the beautiful eyes, and they're yeah. always dressed like people. It's one of those kind of yeah. dogs. So it is an expensive dog. I get it. Um, but I'm just like, it's so unfortunate that I, I get it. I'd be like, oh, my God, this dog was so good. I, I thought I hit the jackpot, and I would mm-hmm. instantly give it back. I would instantly yes. give oh, it back. Absolutely. Without doubt. Because the dog doubt. has a purpose 
beyond just being a pet. And that's I'm like, what's wrong with people in the world? They'd be so evil. I, right. I, I'm usually upset about this overall. But if that's not upsetting, I'm going to give you something that will make you smile at the end of say what, okay? Okay. Are you a person? Okay. Cursing is something that we shun in our culture. It's, you really shouldn't curse, but everybody curses. Some people do it more than others. And I will tell you this. I believe that the F word is one of the most is the best useful word and descriptive ever. words ever yes. created because it can express any emotion or situation. Yes. One word. And people will be like, oh, man, you must be happy. Or, oh, man, you must be mad. Or, oh, man, you're really sad. I'm telling you. I've never seen a word with the power of the F word. It's Not a noun. It's a verb. Just, it's an adjective. <laughs> it's not everything that you use it all the time. But it's a fantastic <laughs> word. And sometimes it's a stress reliever when you can just say it. Seriously. The power of the F word, four letters yeah. of the alphabet put together are amazing. Yeah. Now, remember there was, there's yeah. a saying that says that when people curse a lot, that that's that's the an ignorant mind struggling to express itself. So it's always been looked down that people curse. So we obviously, mm-hmm. we do it in certain circles. We don't, when someone says it out loud in the wrong circle, we tend to look at them like, oh, my God, did you just curse? Right. Well, there's this article that came out of sciencealert.com that says people who curse a lot have better vocabularies than those who don't. Now, mind you, I believe this it. isn't just opinion. This allegedly came from a study that was done, and it says that when people have a healthy repertoire of curse words at their disposal, they have a richer vocabulary than those who don't. And I was like, really? And I was like, how can this be? Because my thing is, if you keep just dropping a curse word because you don't have – isn't the thought you didn't have another word to put there? So you, you, you know right. what I'm saying? So you just right. use that word? Like, really? You couldn't come up with something better to say than that? But they're saying that's not the case that psychologists have weighed in on this. Actually, Marist College and the Massachusetts College of Liberal Arts, they're not combined, um, they actually started doing a study because they had this hypothesis that people who are well-versed in curse words are more likely to have greater overall language fluency too. And so they did this experiment. They took like 43 people, 30 women, ages 18 to 22, the right age to curse for sure, and then mm-hmm. ask them to rattle off as many swear words or taboo words as they could in 60 seconds. Next, mm-hmm. they had them recite as many animal names as they could in 60 seconds. And the researchers said that people did better rattling off profanity than animals. Oh, sure. I'm like, what? Sure. I was like, okay, I just oh, like, did that in my brain really quick. And I was cursing like a sailor. And you like animals. I was like duck, bird. Um, what else? I was like a bee. Oh, I was like, what's another come animal? On. I'm like, uh, <laughs> okay. Go, let me tell you, okay, let me tell you something. I get the study. I get the study. I'm not going to buy it 100%. Because don't get me wrong, occasionally, I'm no, me occasionally. I use I use profanity at least once a day. I know I do. Trust me. And I do it in a private uh, Oh, you know you do. You can up that a little bit, actually, do, if you want to. I, I get there, there is actually, I, I do believe, a social etiquette with using profanity. You shouldn't just I use it in front too. of people you don't know, and you should sure. not use it in front of children. So, I mean, I'm very sure. you know, particular about how I use my curse words. But I'm not going to lie. I do curse. Yes. Not like a sailor, but, you know, you catch me in a moment, and I can roll some out. Now, oh, yeah, if you yeah. really wanted to test people's knowledge on this, Nikki, all you had to do was this. All you had to do was put some money on the table, and I guarantee you, they would have came up with all kinds of animals. It would have been like bird, duck, hippopotamus, alligator, frog, kangaroo. Dude, I would have been naming so many animals. But, you know, I'm animal-centric, so I am I probably can roll out a lot of animal names. But, see, that, that requires more thought. But then again, I was like, but why do curse it words does. require less thought? 
Because you know what? It's only four curse words. It is only like four or five of them, and then you just got to put, you understand what I mean there? Well, they also said taboo words. They said after this research, they actually generated like roughly 533 taboo words. Like taboo words Mm -hmm. would be things like slut, whore, that has four letters in it, stuff like that. Right, right. We all learn. For whatever reason, when people learn different languages, do you know what some of the first stuff they learn? The curse, the curse words. words in the language. I can curse you out in Spanish. Period. The first thing I learned was <laughs> how to curse you out. I didn't know what a banyo was, but I know how to tell you to go to hell. <laughs> I couldn't ask you what a banyo was, but I could curse you out in Spanish, guaranteed. Adios. Adios. <laughs> anyway, isn't that funny? I don't even speak Spanish like that. But why do I know? I know actual like, phrases. Yes. Oh, you pinky yes. 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 Oh, God. We are just, we are an awful <laughs> species. We, but see, here's how I see this. We gravitate towards BS. See, I just had to use one of those. Yes. We gravitate towards negativity and bad stuff. I don't know what it is about mm-hmm. the human species. We love to waddle in bad crap. We are familiar with yeah. it. We understand it. And we usually can master it better than things that are not bad. I don't know Horrible. what it is. So I don't Horrible. know if I believe that they have a better vocabulary or not. I just think no. they know how to use words a bit differently. I don't know if I buy the. I don't think I buy the article. But you know, I don't buy try. the article it's because I know. Try. I know for a fact. I know somebody that curses. <laughs> it's somebody in my family that curse, and they only curse because that's the only thing. I'm like, you couldn't. Add, if you ask them any vocabulary word, they could not say it. So this is the only reason why they curse because they really don't know any other words. So that's I don't buy point. that. So, nice I don't try. Buy nice, nice try, try. Marist College. But I'm not buying the fact that I have a very robust vocabulary and I can curse too, that my curse words supersede my actual vocabulary. Don't buy it. I'm sorry, but but try. So everybody who got real hopeful, you can take this and use it, but most people honestly we're not gonna we're not gonna buy it. But keep cursing. Just keep cursing. Nothing wrong with that. All right, that's say what? And that's definitely a say what because I had to read that article like yes. no way. All right. That's it for that segment. We're going to go ahead and shift gears to celebrity talk and the side eye. Dave Chappelle, was he out of line? And when will people learn how to stay out of their feelings when it doesn't matter? We'll talk about all that. We'll be talking side eye. You're tuned in to Maya Kaiser Unplugged. Each ring. Color in your cheek. You ever get that feel that you got to shift the tide that sticks around like so much in your seat? Out of the mazes of your sleep. Have you no idea that you're in deep? I dreamt about you nearly every night this week. How many secrets can you keep? Cause there's this tune I found that makes think of you somehow and I play it on repeat until I fall asleep spilling drinks on my
the good Been wondering if your heart's still open And if so, I wanna know what time it should Simmer down and poker up I'm sorry to interrupt It's just I'm constantly on the cook I've tried to kiss you Welcome back to the Maya Kai Show Unplugged featuring comedian Nikki Braden. I'm sneaking in if you have not noticed some new music today. Yes, I'm sneaking in some new music. That yes. was the Arctic Monkeys. Do do I want to know? I love that song. Anyway, so I like it. I like it, Arctic Monkey. It's kind of weird, but okay. Weird name, but I like the music. It's all good. All right, so celebrity talk in the side eye. And I have uh-huh. a lot of this to me is, is some side eye stuff. I'm like, really? Really? So let's. Let's start with, let's see, what's the easy one to start with on this? It's, okay, let's start with Dave Chappelle. Let's do I, it. You go with this, because you're the comedian, and I know you've got specific thoughts, but I want to hear what you have to say about He's being criticized. People feel like he puts Kylie Jenner in a strange place by talking about Caitlyn Jenner, because she was in the audience, that he should have maybe have changed his, his no, act. So No, no, absolutely no. No. See, this is the thing that I have. First, he would, this is the only way that he would be wrong. This is the only way that he would be wrong. If he knew that he was going to talk about Caitlyn Jenner like a dog and gave her a ticket in the front row and invited her to the show knowing that she would be there, and then you're wrong. Like, you're wrong for that. You can't, you can't do that. But if she just happened to be at a show, and that's a part of his set, and he did, the, he did it yesterday and he's going to do it tomorrow, you do not have to change that just because she came to the audience. You don't have to do that. That's not our job. Because what you can't do is fine-tune your set and make it so that everybody in the audience is comfortable. If that was a thing, then you would never say anything. If I have a joke about Caitlyn Jenner and Kylie's there, I have to do it. That's a part of my set. This is not personal. It's what I do. If I have a joke about fat people and Sherry Shepard comes, I'm not changing that because you're there. I have to say it. You understand? I'm not changing oh, that. I'm Sherry like, oh, well, I can't do that now. I'm saying it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Let me no. Just, let me just say this. For some reason, people really believe that Caitlyn Jenner is going to be off, off bounds for people to make you're fun not. of. Okay. Let me tell you why that's not going to be the case. Because when you are a polarizing figure, when you want to know you belong is when people start making fun of you. So a, guess yes. what? People, people are going to make gay jokes, just like they make jokes yes. about people of different races and women and men. Yes. Nothing is off bounds with comedy. And if you really are a person, and you know Dave, Dave Chappelle 
cracked up on black people. So as far as I'm concerned, yes. everybody else can be made fun of because he made fun of his own yes. people. There is no boundary for him. So my thing is that don't be overly sensitive. And Kay, Kylie Jenner went to the act knowing that Jay, right. they've been in a good seven minutes about, you know, Bruce Jenner. So she went there knowing that he was going to make these jokes. And here's the thing. I respect him for not changing what he said. You don't now, change it. You did don't. It, did it change the climate? Did people laugh? Probably, because I'm sure what he said was probably funny. But here's the thing. You're going to be the butt of jokes. And my thing is, if, if, if Caitlyn Jenner wants to be accepted, then he should learn, she, whatever, should learn how to laugh at jokes, too, and let it go. You don't right. get to be sensitive like, you don't get to make fun of me. Yes, we do, because everybody in the world gets to be made fun of, whether you like it or not. So either you can join in on laughter and say, you know what? I guess it is kind of funny because it's a different situation. I mean, why are people so sensitive about it? But she went with Tyga with the expectation of knowing that he was going to make the jokes. And I respect Dave for not changing right. it. It is me it too. Is. So absolutely, I, I like yes, you don't. If you're you sensitive, don't do that. You really shouldn't go. To com- you shouldn't go to comedy shows. You shouldn't to the person because part of comedy is honestly, it's making fun of life and people. It's yes. taking our lives, whatever it is, and saying, doesn't this seem crazy about, like, yes. why is this? I mean, that's what it is. So it's, yes. it's a chance to escape from reality and kind of question things, like, why is this okay? Or, okay, I don't, I don't get what the problem is. So I don't think he was wrong. I, I think if she was going to feel some kind of way about it, she shouldn't have gone. She shouldn't have went. Stay at home. Stay at home. I am you know, with I, you. I tell people all of the time, when you get sensitive at a show, I, I'm like, I will now give you a moment to gather your things and go next door to P.F. Chang's. They probably will cater to your feelings here. And here, we don't do that. So don't come if you're right. sensitive because it's some, somebody's going to rub you the wrong way, and it's not our deal to change it to suit you. Don't come. It's not. You know what you're coming to. You just know, don't just, do it. So kudos, Dave. We've gotten, we've gotten so serious. We can't say anything. Where. You can't say anything. You can't make a joke unless you're in your circle of people who get it. I'm like, that's why we, we don't want to laugh at anything. And my thing is, it's one thing if you make a joke. It's another thing to be absolutely like you are, like, just being ignorant right. and digging. And you know what I'm saying? And digging in. Right. There's a difference sure. between a joke sure. and, you know, if you start saying hateful things, like hateful right. things about transgender right. people, now i got a problem with it. But you're just cracking it. Look, right. there's a joke to be said about, you know, Bruce and, and, Kay, and Kayla. There's, there's a joke to be said. It's pretty you doggone funny, actually. Funny the whole situation the is pretty doggone funny. It's it pretty is, doggone because, funny. I mean, that was an Al Weedy's box. There's some things going on here. I mean, there's right. some jokes to be said. And my thing is, right. Dave Chappelle has left no one out of bounds on this. He makes no. fun of his own people, and he did a good job yes. at it. And I laughed at that, too, by the way. I, mean, I, I, laughed, I laughed at everything. So I'm yes. like, I just hate that we don't know how to laugh anymore. But I understand for Kylie, it's personal for her. I get that. And that's why, with that being known, you shouldn't have gone. You shouldn't have gone. Seriously. But it is what it her is. Her family is just sensitive. one big joke from the mother to the, all the way know. down. It's like it's like a we million people. Your family is one big walking family tree of jokes. You shouldn't ever go I anywhere. Know, you all are a family. Every branch you, is okay. a joke on your family tree. They Every branch be, is a joke they have to at the be, end of that. They have to be six-skinned yes. individuals because yes. they have been made, of, made fun of, and they've made a whole lot of money yes. along the way. So you know what? It comes yes. to territory. Talk about right. problem with the territory. So Will, William Shatner, who has got to be, what, like 70 by now? I don't know, something like uh-huh. that. We all know him from being, you know, the infamous, you know, Captain Kirk on Star Trek. Star Trek He's been yes. sued for $170 million by a Florida-based <laughs> radio host who claims that he is his father. This guy named is Peter Sloan. Um, he goes by Peter Shatner. And he says that mm-hmm. the actor had an affair with his birth mother, Catherine Burke, um, back in 1956, obviously, when he was born. 
Now, of course, okay. William Shatner's like, um, that's not my son. But Sloan, right. which, here's what's interesting, was given up for adoption shortly after his birth um, okay. in 1984. He started seeking um, – what? That makes no sense. But anyways, um, he was given up for birth. So in 1984, rather, I'm sorry, he started, he started seeking to... his, his, his birth parents. So he was given mm-hmm. up for adoption right after he was born and, and lived that life, you know, for a while. He was born in 1956. But then in 1984, as many adopted people mm-hmm. tend to do, he went seeking his parents. Um, they identified who they believed to be his mother and his father. Now, obviously, back then, adoption was a bit different back, like, in the 50s and even before that, about not being as open. Right. Things were a bit more kind of like it's we're going to cut the ties off and you don't really know. Right. So he said over the months, he, you know, he followed the research process and verification, and he was able to, he say, identify that William Shatner, according to him, is, is his father is what he says. So okay. now that he's identified this, he's put together a lawsuit um, and – it's interesting because I was like, so you're being sued because you were put up for adoption and what you didn't get exactly. back child support, but you've got nothing coming. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Because technically you were put up Correct. for adoption. Even if That's William right. Shatner is your father, he, he, well, if he knew or didn't He didn't know, want to. He had, right. <laughs> okay. I hope it's going to say it like that. <laughs> but, I'm, you know, the whole lawsuit no. thing is kind of weird <laughs> to me because he actually said, you know, he met William Shatner um, back in 84 when he was doing the TV series, um, T.J. Hooker, remember the, the cop show that William yeah. Shatner was on? And he says, yeah. according to that, a lawsuit, he said Shatner admitted that he was his father. But when he followed up with a phone call days later, that William Shatner became agitated and hung up the phone. Okay. So. So? Um, you can't sue me because I hung up on you? I mean, you can't do that. First of all, here's the thing. 1984, was he like 20, was that 28? Now, you're almost 30 years old. People, do you understand that even if you were going for child support, nobody has to pay for you after you're 18 years old. You are like 20 years too late on this. But here's what's interesting, though. He's seeking $30 million in compensatory damages, no. $90 million in punitive damages. No. Oh, wait a minute, $50 million for pain and suffering. No. And he's also demanding a jury trial. Okay, now here's the thing, and this is my question, and this is uh, this is the last thing I'm gonna say. If William Shatner was the checkout guy at Whole Foods, would you be suing him for 170 million dollars? If you found out your dad was William Shatner and he was the bagger at Whole Foods, what would you do? You would just be like, I mean, you understand what I mean? Would it be a lawsuit? You bagger Whole Foods? No. Thanks. Yeah. Would you sue him for? You would not. Here's what it comes down to: you were given up for adoption. That's it. Yeah. Your parents gave up rights of you. Somebody else took you, raised you, and took care of you. Yeah. Rather, William Shatner wants to accept or deny doesn't matter because no. someone adopted you. Your mother gave you up for adoption. That's often what happened. Your mother right. did. William Shatter yeah. may or may not even have been involved. So it could be true, but it doesn't change the outcome. You're not going to no. get anything for him because when no. someone gives you up for adoption, you chose to pursue that's on your it. own. Right. And that's that. And sue your mom. Oh. Why is it suing the mom? You got to sue nah. both parents. See, this is just an exploitation of money. Sue your mother. Why isn't it two people on the lawsuit? You understand? That's why he's not getting I hate when people do this. Just because he happens to be famous doesn't mean now you can go after him for $170 million. Because if he was a regular Joe, you would not do that. You would not do that. Even if he denied Here's you, you would not what... sue him for that. All right. But let me tell me what you would do about this, though. The hot topic of conversation is between two Lakers players, D'Angelo Russell and Nick uh-huh. Young. Now, you might know Nick Young because he was engaged to Ziggy Azalea. 
That's why you might know his name. Okay. As well as he is quite the player on the Lakers. With Kobe retiring, Nick Young has really become it's a player enough, on yeah. the team that's he's notable. Next that's really yeah. kind of a, he's next in line. He's a rising star. Right. So, D'Angelo Russell, a fellow teammate, secretly tapes private conversations he had with Nick Young, okay? Somehow, okay. these private videos, which Nick Young did not know existed, surfaced on the web. And Nick Young goes on record talking about being with other women as he's engaged to Iggy Azalea. They bought a house, everything. Um, also talks about um, some of these exploits where there was a 19-year-old girl who was up in the locker room. He hooked up with her, I guess. He's like in his – he's 30. Just different stuff like that. So my question is this. To me, Nikki, there's a very fine line here. And yeah. D'Angelo Russell crossed it. Really. Drag. Has every right has I would every drag right him. to be angry. Yes. He's not the first yes. person to cheat. He won't be the last. He's an athlete. Right. Obviously, him and Ziggy Azalea, it's over, because obviously she can't stay with somebody like this because she would be too embarrassed. Right. But the bottom line is that D'Angelo Russell really crossed a line. Yes. And I'm like wondering what's going to come from this, because I, if I was Nick Young, he'd be I would drag him something. every practice. I, I would drag every I would practice. Have, I'm going to drag you. <laughs> Every practice, I'm about to dra- every single. They're gonna have to put you on another team because I'm gonna kick your natural behind every time I see you. Every single time I see you in a game, in a timeout, in a huddle, I'm gonna punch you in your eye. Every single moment that I get, that's what's happening to you. That is so wrong. Why would you do that? You understand what I mean? Like, I why would you do you that? You know, it's really crossing the line, and I just yes. don't understand why D'Angelo Russell thought it was appropriate. And to me, this gets into, it's okay for people you know to record you. Because here, here it comes. It gets into, so all of a sudden, this video gets leaked. Well, it was on your mm-hmm. phone. So my question is, right. how did that get leaked unless you were sharing right. it with somebody right. else? Right. And to Correct. me, you had ill intentions from the moment you turned your phone on yes. and started recording yes. stuff, as far as I'm concerned. And I think this, there, needs, yes. there needs to really be some major ramifications for this. I don't know exactly what Nick Young can do. I don't know if there's any legal side to this for him. If, he, if it's, it's, it's not legal. Recording. This is street. But this it's is, damaging. This is I mean, it's damaging, it's damaging to his image. I mean, now people mm-hmm. are scrutinizing. Even though the girl originally showed up at, you know, in a Laker facility, he ended up meeting her like out in a nightclub, stuff like that. But people were saying, well, he's 30 and she's 19 and – Okay, but she so, knew what she was doing. Plus, this is right. all that was this. But I'm like, right. but it also ruined his life because, I mean, granted, it's not right to cheat, but he had bought right. Iggy Azalea quite the ring and was going to get married. So he ruined his life. And I'm like, I don't right. know what they can do about this, but I'm like, this violates every code there is. Yeah. And I'm not, I, I yes. feel like the Lakers need to trade him. I think he just really they needs have to. to lose his job being in the NBA. I think no one should pick they him would. up because there's not a. There's not a player in the NBA that will see D'Angelo. Right, Russell put your phone like, up. You are, Don't say nothing. You are, yep, D'Angelo yep, got his phone. No. Oh, he would be he, – he's yeah. lost all respect to me as a player yes. in the NBA because, like you said, it's bro code. It's bro code. Not yes, saying it's yes. right what Nick Young was doing, but one, he no. didn't give you the permission to say, man, record me, and then let that leak out. We've seen how these things leak out. I don't know what D'Angelo yeah. Russell was thinking, but the, the Lakers need to bench him for the rest of the year, seriously, because there needs to be punishment for this, and then he needs to be traded. And I, I would bench him for the rest of the year. It. If I was Nick, I would bench him for every single time I see him. I'm telling you, every single – I would bench you. You, I would bench you every single time. I'm punching you in this huddle. Every time, everything, every time I get you, you're going to get it from me until somebody gets traded, and it should be you because that's just so wrong. That is wrong on all levels. You don't do that. You don't have a right to judge people and put them in a – why would you do that to somebody on your team? You understand what I mean? He should be fired from the I NBA just, – 
he should be fired from the NBA. Because me, this is it's one thing when somebody violates you that you don't know and trust. Yeah, it's something else when somebody does. Yeah, I, I just, I, I mean, it probably sounds extreme what we're saying, like ban him from the NBA. No, it's not. No. there's not a player anywhere in the NBA that will ever trust him. He has lost all right. respect. Seriously, he right. he becomes a poison the minute he comes into your locker room, and he'll probably never yes. do it again. He'll probably never do it again. That people won't trust it. And speaking of this, this is funny because now this, you know, a meme comes from everything. Meme, mem, call it what you like. So we know Derek Fisher and Matt Barnes have been at odds because Derek Fisher is dating Matt Barnes' estranged wife, Gloria. Yes. Okay? Go Barnes. Yes. So this meme pops up. By the way, Matt Barnes didn't do it. Um, of Derek Fisher at a podium when he was still playing basketball. And it says, Derek Fisher be like, what? Geico, <laughs> did Russell violate? Like, you know, crossing lines. So I told like, you what, this. I, I wanted to talk what he do? I, like, what, what he do? Know? I don't get it. What, <laughs> what did he okay. do? And obviously, this is alluding to the fact that Derek Fisher is dating Matt Barnes' right. strange life, like you broke guy code. So I told right. this. Like, you know, and I just said that Matt Barnes is too into his feelings and he needs to back away from this. Not that it's okay or that it's right, but you know what? At this point, focus on you because your team is going to the playoffs. At some point, you've got to let this go. You got into a fight. You got suspended. My thing is back away from it. Now, he didn't make the meme, but he said he just couldn't resist posting it. I, I get it. I get it. But maybe right. just send it to right. the circle of your friends and don't post it on Instagram. Right. You know what I mean? You've right. got to get past it. So I post this just saying, you know, wow, he's still in his feelings. He needs to move past this. you got other things to focus on because Right now, you're still in the playoffs, and Derek Fisher got fired from the Knicks. Right. So right, right. now, he doesn't even have a job. Leave him alone. Right. Karma right. came and around. You, Karma you, came around, right. if that's Karma what it's called. Out. Karma right. came. So with it. Right. This guy goes in on me on Twitter. Like, I was like, he said something. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, explain yourself. Mm-hmm. He came back and was like, um, obviously, you think this kind of behavior is okay, and that's why you're a thot. Okay. <gasps> I have never been called a thot. My first time I've ever, I've been called a lot of things, but a thot, that hole over there has never been one of them. And I was like, oh. I've never been like, called, I haven't I been called like, a thot, Maya. <laughs> I got called a thot on social media. And I was like, and I'm not even a hot girl getting called a thot. Are you kidding me? And I was like, wow. And I was like, you know, and I, and, I, and I explained to somebody, this is why I rarely ever engage in conversation on social media with people. The I idea, want to no. post something. Yeah and let people just kind of post their comments. And it's rare I ever Mm -hmm. get involved because people just sometimes get in their feelings and then they say stupid stuff. Because, hell, the art of conversation, Nikki, is lost on people. They don't know how we can agree to disagree, but it doesn't mean we have to be thankful. We have to, you know, be ignorant to each other. And it was funny because this is what I thought was really cool. The other guy who was back and forth in the conversation, he said, whoa, dude, what's wrong with you? He's like, did you just call her a thought? He's like, that's not necessary in the conversation. First of all, I was like, kudos to the guy who stepped up. Not that I needed you to because I was about to go in. But I didn't have to. He's like, that's not the way you treat a woman. That's so disrespectful because we're just having a conversation. And if you can't take the conversation, then maybe you shouldn't participate. I was like, thumbs up. I didn't even have to do it because allegedly I had a pit bull and didn't even know it. (laughs) I'm like, People get real sensitive on social media, and I'm like, folks, oh. it's just banter. Especially in that Twitter you? demon. That's why I got kicked out of Twitter. Because once I'm like, you're going to try it one time. And I'm like, look, let me let you know something real quick. It's about to be a Twitter war, and you will not win this. I'm like, don't do that. Do not do that. People get crazy, especially on Twitter. I mean, they. I think it's just they a snake do. pit. People yeah. want to fight on Twitter. They just want um, to fight on Twitter. You're right. That's crazy. That. I think you're right about that. Because Facebook, that really happens. But I think because Twitter, right. you have a you have limited characters you can use. Right. So people have these really quick thoughts. And I was like, but honestly, mm-hmm. I watched people spiral like this in conversations. And I was mm-hmm. like, 
He got into you so his wife can cheat and it's okay. Here's my thought on this. And I mean, and I put this out there to people and I was like, you know, I, I'm not saying what Gloria and Derek did is right or wrong. Here's what I understand from the situation. First of all, let me just say this. Matt Barnes had played Gloria to the left for years. Ooh. I don't know why she ever I don't Ooh. know why she ever married him because he treated Ooh. her like dirt. But because yeah. they had kids, I think finally she felt like she got what she wanted only to realize right. it's not really when what she wanted when she got it. Right. She was and I know of his I know of Matt Barnes' exploits. Seriously. Yes. He treated her like yes. that. So I never understood why she married yes. him. But that's whether here nor there. People do things because they have to. So right. my thing is, unless Derek Fisher and Matt Barnes, and I do get they played on a team together, but if they weren't best, they were friends, best friends right. or running in the same circle, right. then I'd be like, okay. But if they were, then, yeah, that's a big violation. Like, dude, you don't right. step to my estranged wife. Then that's wrong to me. But I don't know the nature of their relationship. I don't. Correct. I really don't. Correct. If, if they were seriously like homies, dude, come on. Derek, you're totally wrong for that. And Gloria, they're strange. I mean, people date people in similar circles, so she was bound to probably that's date what another I'm, celebrity that's my or point. athlete. That's my point. That's the norm because they don't date outside their circles. So it's only a violation if Matt Barnes and Derek Fisher were like, you know, knuckle bumping, hanging out, right. porn. They were truly right. friends. If not, it's right. open. It's totally open. I know people don't like to hear it, but it is what it is. But that doesn't mean because here was my thought. The felon, he, by the way, he did apologize. He did. I was mm-hmm. like, somebody apparently did you wrong, and you just had a flashback on me. Because <laughs> I was like, did you just call me a thought? That's the first time I was like, wow. I'm like, this is a wow. big moment for me. Wow. I know I've been called a lot of things, but a thought. Right. A thought is one. not one of them. <laughs> was not one of them. I can now officially say I've been called a thought in front of thousands of people. <laughs> I was like, wow. I was like, wow. I was like, wow. I actually had to screenshot it because I was like, this is a big moment for me. I screenshotted it. Wow. I was like, this. I was like, this may never happen again. Let me screenshot. Ever. Crazy. And wow. then I'll go back to not interacting with people on social media right. because people right. don't understand the art of conversation. All right, everybody, that celebrity talk and the side eye. It's time to wind this down and go to Nikki's cream of the crop. And I think you are going yes. to enjoy it. Sit tight, one more break, and we'll be right back to my Akai show unplugged featuring Nikki Dayton. Yes, 
Dancing in the moonlight, movies on a late night, getting oh yeah. I've been there, done that, supposed to be happy, it's just gone. The night I wake up, my heart got me upset, but I'm Chicago. Here's the inspiration for this. Last night I went to Burger 21. It's a new restaurant that we have here in Orland, but apparently they're like everywhere, but I've never had it before. And I went and I've got okay. to tell you five guys who, oh my gosh. Really? It was, okay. when I say it was phenomenal, I had like a oh, chicken wow. burger. When I tell you it was so delicious, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Their chili dog was awesome because I get a lot. I was like, I'm I'm a foodie, so I was like, I'm going to eat everything. So I got a, you know, like a mishmash of different things. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to taste that one and that okay. one. But they have a spicy um, shrimp burger. I mean, they the, the gamut. Really? Yes. Oh, Burger 21 wow. was really, really good. So then I was burger like, 21. because I'm okay. such a fat foodie, I was like, let's see what other burger places are out here that I'm missing. Let's see what's under the radar. So now I have like 10 places in Chicago. These are supposed to be the best burger places in the Chicagoland area. So that was the inspiration for that. So number one on the list is called The Butcher and the Burger. And it's mm. at 1021 West Armitage um, here in Chicago. It's a build-your-own burger bar. And it, you choose your meat and your toppings and your bun, but the quality of meats is what draws people here. It's either grass-fed uh, or sustainably farmed, and okay. they have a diversity of toppings, like a fried egg, foie gras, black truffle aioli are some of the options that you can put on your Ooh. burger. The bread is fresh. Okay. The cheese choices are set apart from you just don't get your cheddar and your American. They have a whole lot of cheeses. Um they say why the beef is sufficient. Their favorite was the salmon topped unami spices with a pretzel bun. So they that have sides of fries and chips. Yummy. Yes. 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 Okay. They also have seasonal mm-hmm. specials like elk, ostrich, venison, and no, fried okay. catfish. No, so they were like, no, um, yeah. you can Seems try that. Right there. 
No, no less too much. I'll stick. I'll venison stick might be good. Beef. A venison burger? No, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. I can't do that. Really? I can't. Can't do. I can't eat Bambi. Can't. I can't do it. Oh. What about I'm his brother? Really wild, I'm not. No. I'm not into <laughs> wild games. Bambi. Like stuff like, like stuff okay. like, you know, bear, alligator, and oh, deer. yeah, I want to do a bear I, burger. I can't. Have you had buffalo? No. Did you? No. No. no I can't. Okay. I, I'm basic. Chicken, okay. Piggies, and beef. That's, it. <laughs> that's and then seafood. That's, that's your, okay. That's that's my scope right there. Well, for the more adventurous people, they have those seasonal um, wild game specials as well. So mm, yeah, that's one it. of them. The next one is okay. DMK Burger Bar. It's twenty nine fifty four North Sheffield Avenue in Chicago as well. Um, these the brainchild behind these are the um, people from Morton Steakhouse. Um, ah. So, yeah, so now you know what you're dealing with. So now they have this burger right. uh, place. They have a coffee milkshake, which they're saying is really, really good. They also have grass-fed lamb burger that has tzatziki sauce, you know, the kind that goes on a gyro. Really? That. Okay. Right, uh-huh. right. Okay. The salty fried mm-hmm. okra and dill pickles are really good. Um, they have a bacon mac and cheese with deviled eggs and a chili-rubbed onion string that is also very good, oh, they're geez. saying. Oh, yeah, wow. right. I'm already full. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Wow. It has a chef-driven, grass-fed beef burger that is the best in town, and they have a flavored chili, egg, bacon, and jack take on it. And they also have, like out in Lombard, um, Lombard, Lombard, Illinois, I can't get it out. In Lombard, they have a selection of beer and wine to go with it. So it's another little place um, out in Lombard for that. So DMK Burger Bar. Okay. And then a beer and wine. And actually, Burger Twenty One they sell they sell spirits as well. So they have beer and wine there that would make sense. too. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Some beef, you might as well have yeah. throw some beer and wine in there. Kind of makes sense. Okay. Pretty good. Okay, this next one is Hackney on Harms. This is in Glenview, Illinois. That's kind of like a trek for people who are in Chicago itself. Actually, it's a trek for me as well. But Hackney on Harms, that's twelve forty one Harms Road, and that's in Glenview, Illinois. There are little changes about this place, and that's what fans prefer. Though several other sandwiches and tried-and-true possibilities, it would be a mistake to forego the half-pound Hackney Burger. It's marble of juicy, quality beef topped with a mellow cheddar laid in between sizes, slices of uh, plush dark rye. I don't know if I would like a burger on rye, but I don't really, I'm don't. i not a fan of rye you bread. It, I'm not either, but, you know, sometimes with these different kind of ingredients, it might accentuate the flavor. Yeah, it you know might. I mean? Yeah. So yeah. maybe. Yeah, they're saying they have the French fried onion rings, um, also a turkey plate, gravy, cornbread stuffing. So they have like a lot of different kind of things. And this, it's a cozy bar. They have friendly bartenders there, so it's supposed to be a good little okay. take on that. Soup salads as well, so not just burgers. So that's happening okay. on Har- Harms in Glenview, Illinois. I'm okay. trying to figure out the rye bread part, but I don't know. I bet you it has a lot to do with the flavor that it probably accents. I guarantee mm-hmm. it probably gets because you know rye bread. It, it, usually it's like you know paired with things like corned beef and you know, corned beef like and pastrami. Yeah, pastrami stuff like that. So I think it's it's the flavor it accentuates probably. Sure. All right. Next we have Kuma's Corner, and that okay. is twenty nine hundred West Belmont. 
Meat and heavy metal are driving forces behind Kuma's Corner in Chicago. It's in the Avondale neighborhood. So this is, like, so cool. It's like a comfort food kind of watering hole, but the menu features a dozen burgers named after bands. So it includes the Led Zeppelin, which has bacon, slow-cooked pork shoulder, barbecue sauce, and a sharp cheddar and pickles. The Cajun seasoned rub Black Sabbath is topped with a house-made chili, pepper jack, and red <laughs> onion. So everything is themed after these heavy metal bands, which I think is cute I and see. fun. Kind of whimsical. I like that. I like that. Okay. They're saying the like mac that. and cheese is very, very noteworthy, and it adds in, like, roasted red peppers and sweet corn. And whatever you choose, they have whiskey. Of course, they, how do you not have whiskey with Black Sabbath? You have that in a right, microbrewery right. list as well. Right. That sounds okay. fun. So that's Kuma's Corner. Sounds fun. I like that. Okay, cool. Um, next we have, my computer doesn't want to cooperate today. All right, we have Emberger, which is 161 East Huron. It's more of a downtown by Michigan Avenue right. type of feel. So I just feel like this is going to be, I don't know if it's expensive or not, but um, Emberger is essentially a fast food joint with burgers and chicken sandwiches dominating the small menu. It's definitely a cut above Mickey D's or Burger King. So it's fast food, but it's, you know, it's better than your McDonald's and Burger King. The difference right, lies right. in a special Emberger secret sauce, which comes from the famous Emberger alongside with bacon and cheese. And you wash your meal down with a chocolate, vanilla, or strawberry shake. They have one in the Thompson Center, which is right off on Randolph, and one in Water Tower Place, which is right on Michigan Avenue. So there are a couple of these, but okay. it sounds like it's just like a kind of fast food gotcha. McDonald's okay. deal, but better. Yeah. Right, but better, right. Nothing crazy. All right, number six, we have. How did that rocket? Come on, really? No, rocket. Yeah, that rocket. We all know like, where yeah, rocket is on twenty one. Yeah. Are we really? Yeah. Are we playing rocket like this? We're like, yeah, burgers, nah, rocket. They, 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 <laughs> nah, no rocket. They pay for that. Move to the next one. I'm not. I'm not even taking that serious. Rocket. <laughs> Tell me something I don't know. Okay. That's no. You're no, saying no, Billy no. Deck paid for this? Like this is some. Yeah, this sounds like some Deck Billy Deck shenanigans. Yeah, this is Billy yeah. Deck shenanigans. Right, next, right on to the next one. Yeah, Billy Deck. No way. <laughs> this I've heard is really, 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 really good. This next one will skip rocket. Yes. yes, and I. Re- this is one that I really, really want to go and try the Shake Shack. I heard it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. We have one here, 66 East Ohio. Um, that's here. This is a New York-based Shake Shack, and it's open here for the first branch in River North in Chicago, and it has amazing burgers, Vienna beef hot dogs, and crinkle-cut fries. Um, they have a concrete, like, frozen custard blending, blended with a different kind of, you know, toppings and whatever, and infused donuts, and a bang-bang pie and biscuits, so it has, like, a lot of little things, but I really, really heard <laughs> Shake Shack. Is very, I've heard very that good. too. It's good stuff. I've heard it's good stuff too. That's that, yeah. that's now that's worth checking out. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I want to try that. Shake Shack, sixty six East yeah. Ohio Street. Okay. I wonder if they're everywhere, but that's I know it came from New York, but I wonder if they're going to start creating them everywhere. I think they're spreading everywhere. across the country like slowly. I think it's making its way across the country little by little. Yeah. Okay. The next we have Small Cheval. That's seventeen thirty two North Milwaukee. Um. Okay. It's in Bucktown. It's not. It's a hundred. They have a hundred seat patio. Um, they have counter service, and their burgers are acclaimed. They're open from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. to midnight on Wednesday through Sunday. So I guess it's a like patio kind of thing. Counter service. You don't get to see those really. You know, a lot. You know, when you right, go and have a right. burger and you sit at the counter like the days of old. 
So right. that's what they're saying about Diner that. kind of feel it to out. it, right. Nostalgic, okay. yeah, kind of a nostalgic kind yeah. of feel to it. Small Cheval. Small Cheval. Um, small Cheval. Top-notch beef burgers, which is 2116 West 95th. That's more of your, our south side area here. There's nothing fancy about this wood panel diner, which is done with a vintage-looking booth, they're saying. So it's probably like has a nostalgic feel, too, and landscape paintings. But that doesn't mean, or to the point, the ground-on-site hand-formed burgers, they melt in your mouth. So they have house-cut fries. Um, the old-fashioned vibe is what it's saying. It's very welcoming. They have the shakes and the whole deal. So it's kind of like an old-town, you know, old-time soda fountain kind of feel with the shakes and your malts and that kind of thing. So on the south side of Chicago, which is pretty good. I've been trying to avoid. It's like in Beverly. Like, it, wait, wait, it won't. This won't stay off my mind. I've been trying not to say this. The small okay. Cheval. <laughs> cheval is a horse in French, and I'm not sure if <laughs> they said horse meat. Yeah. Okay. And I, I didn't want to say anything. I'm like, why is it called the small Cheval? I was like, the small like, horse. I was trying to let it. I was trying to let it pass, though. I was. I was like, I'm gonna let it pass. Not gonna say nothing. Just don't let it go. But small horse. But that's bothering you? Okay, we'll, small, it's a, little, a small a bit, horse. A little, okay, it is, it's a small it horse. The last okay. one that we have is the Twisted Spoke, and that's 501 North Ogden. This is kind of biker bars. It's like a biker bar. They kind of hang out, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. They have big, juicy burgers, and you wash it down with a road rash Mary. I don't know what that is, but it's kind of like a Bloody Mary. I don't want it to be a Bloody Mary milkshake because I don't like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Other finds are it's a massive fried egg sandwich. I'm not big on the fried egg, but on a thick cut rice. That's a new thing. Eggs on egg on It is it's everywhere. And I'm like, you just can't throw yeah. a fried egg on everything. But you know what I mean? Yeah, like, don't yeah. do that. I'm with you on it. They have I'm a barbecue pork shoulder sandwich with deep fried bacon. That sounds like it's pretty cool. And in summer months, you can sit at one of the umbrella shaded tables on the roof and just watch half of Chicago pass by. So that's the Twisted Spoke, 501 North Ogden. If you're out this weekend, check out some of those burger places. I'm going to try it. And there you go if you want a good burger. Um, the one you were talking about, that it's right in my neck of the woods. I might head out that way. But you know what? There's five guys. Is really good. And there's a new place by me called yes. Muyaz. Which this whole thing uh-huh. about build your own burger, like my my current fascination is putting jalapenos on everything. Yes, on everything. Burgers. Me too. And it's, and yes. it's super good. So this whole burger yes. thing is kind of becoming a phenomenon. So yeah, I mean, you know what? But the but the Shake Shack, that's that's one I've heard about that yes. I've been wanting to check out. That's on right. the top of the list. So if you got some free time this weekend, you can go grab some good burgers. You might want to steer clear of the small Cheval, but I'm just saying. Anyways, but maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just being paranoid. All right, that's it for us. That wraps up this episode. Remember, we're on with you every Monday, Wednesday, Friday from noon to 2 p.m. If you miss any show, never fear. You can go to my blog talk page for episodes as well as if you happen to be in Apple person, you go to the iTunes store podcast section and search Maya Kai Presents or just go to my website, mayakai.com, and voila, everything pertaining to the show is there. Nikki, if they want to connect with you when we're not on air, where can they find you? I am Nikki Braden on Facebook and Twitter, the Nikki Braden on Instagram. You can also pop over to NikkiBraden.com. That is my website. Everybody enjoy your Friday, enjoy your weekend, and as always, if you have the opportunity, please do something nice. The world needs more of that. There you go. Everybody do something nice and enjoy your weekend. We'll see you same time, same place on Monday. Follow Maya on Twitter at The Maya Akai Show, on Instagram at Maya Akai, and friend her on Facebook. Social media is bringing us all closer together. The Maya Akai Show. Radio never looks so good. Eh, I'm going to retweet this. <laughs>